welcome to the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Uh, today's amazing episode is going to be conversion therapy. Some therapeutic soothing sounds from Eric and uh, let's just say a guest appearance of someone infamous or famous. I don't know. Like we'll, we'll let you decide when once you kind of jump into the main segment later on. Uh, anyway, I am Freddie. You might recognize my soothing voice from previous episodes. And to my more virtual more, right, virtual right, yeah, is uh, no other. Well, what do you want, Christopher? Chris, yeah. The other, the new kid, the one, Chris, the, only, the Christopher the new, Mark II. It was Christopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I going to be like the final Mark? Am I the final edition, Christopher? I'm just going to get like replaced by a more capable no, actually, individual. Second edition, down the line. 40k was the best. So. Oh, so what am I like? Seventh so, edition? No, you're no. Don't talk about it. Well, as long as you don't mention anything prior, like sixth edition fantasy, because that's cancer, then then, then it's all good. I don't think you know how cancer actually works, Freddy. It has something to do with tournament scenes, and it usually fucks the game system. Okay, so I, I take that back. You seem to know exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, so anyway, we're here to so, talk about conversion yeah. therapy. That is do you great. have a problem that you need adjusted? Something that might not be entirely, you know, on the up and up. Do you have warped terrain that has weird ideas and aspirations of what you need? You need to convert it. Convert the fuck out of it. Make it work. Make, Make it work. heresy. Heresy, exactly. And, and this is uh, going to be... A, um, this is the fir- first part of a two-part series. Obviously, we're going to have some other topics in between. But uh, eventually, down the line, we're going to do the second part. In this part, we're focusing on miniatures and models. Uh, kind of like you know anything from, from little lowly infantrymen all the way up to titan badass persons we're talking about third-party dealers and so on um green submall laser cuts 3d printing casting anything that you have ever come across that has to do with converting a miniature we're bringing up in this topic eventually the second part of this will be later on down the track we're going to talk all about building terrain uh doing display boards and so that that's going to be like one of one of those episodes for the future with uh our lovely henry seal is going to join us for that uh, segment which is going to be fucking kick-ass and awesome it's going to so be expecting a little bit talk about oils maybe yeah steal yourself <laughs> like, if you if you haven't tried oils yet go out and buy some oils enjoy those oils because oils are the new black yes what you need to do is to the next time that we actually open up the world again sign up for cult of paint the price is steel and also you should <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, they're super worth it. I mean, I've never heard anyone have a bad experience, and I would heartily recommend all of the courses. It is uh, basically, good. this episode, which is going to be quality, because I'm not featuring the main segment, uh, it's yeah. a long-awaited update. You know, We used to have, like, oh, I want to buy Shane Glaives, but I don't know where to get them. And people say, oh, but Spellcrow has a bunch. Or, like, I need additional scythes. And people say, oh, you can get them from Anvil. Uh, this is an update with 3D printing, virtual technology, STL design, and just basically, uh, well, a 2020 update on where you can get alternative bits. Or if you're going to like the peak idea of doing hobby, Black Shield, Shadow Legions, whatever you need just to differentiate. Militia. Yeah, militia, obviously. I might and... mention militia a lot in the main set. Yeah, but you love militia. It's like your thing. It's my thing. The Necromunda Spiders. <laughs> That is true. Uh, like, oh. just a quick thing, just to get you guys like hungry for more. Did you know that it, you can actually buy shoulder pads from a company that look that looks exactly like they've been shot up, and you can see the cabling inside of it. Tantalizing, huh? You want to know more? Check out the main segment. 
exactly and we're going to put links to like we're going through our top five uh kind of uh, third-party suppliers and so on uh, we're going to put as many links as we can in the show notes so you guys can jump in and see where our kind of like main go-to places are for all our crazy conversion ideas and stuff and it's not stuff that just we've been done because it's when you travel around the world and do the heresy thing you kind of pick up cool conversions from people any anyone that just works with plastic cards and green stuff molds to people that kind of 3d model and design custom parts for their dudes just to make them like fucking crazy and other people that just sculpts entire guys out of green stuff yeah i mean uh, i've seen that in the old world lives fancy podcast we have we have jimmy of course you've seen his work jimmy like he creates more than war bands from old gv bits and just green stuff he's a green stuff legit wizard yeah it's crazy i wish i was that good at green stuff we have to have him on later on and talk about green stuff that's a good idea for an episode if you ever need someone like if you ever want to commission a rogue trader i'd probably ask jimmy nicely and with some rum or a cigar he really likes rum and cigars that's how to buy jimmy i have roman cigars at my house see you have roman cigars i have cuban cigars and now i have fucking deluxe special edition rum the one that jp left because he couldn't fit in his (laughs) luggage uh good stuff oh, uh, anyway so i guess uh if you haven't already follow us on social media so like us on facebook and uh, we have our main podcast group and we have our kind of community group where you can go in and chat and stuff uh if you like what we're doing you support us on patreon um we are kind of currently working on a new system how we we are going to try and uh, give more back to the patrons uh currently you used uh, you get bunch of extra stuff from us at the end of the year and also you do get the, from lovely miles the painting tutorials which are fucking uh, kick-ass they're really nice miles uh, who is over at the little legend studios and the age of darkness podcast yeah and if uh, you he... haven't checked out the little legends the new homepage, do it i checked yeah. it out the other day the articles he has votes on what's going to paint next what the community would like to see i think he really succeeded in having a web page that reaches out to the community and gathers input so you know yeah. Check it Definitely. out. Check it out. It's fucking, it's uh, really good stuff. Yeah. If you're like knee deep into the, the hobby aspects of the, or kind of like the hobby hobby aspects of the hobby, I was about to say, but of the heresy, <laughs> the hobby aspect of it. Uh, if you, if you really want to get like, your arm up there. Yeah, no, but if you're, like, if you're into painting and, and, and like all the little extra bits and pieces, like definitely everywhere you can go to get additional information is always worth it. Then. If if at least just to get inspired, because I, I get massively inspired by pictures of Facebook. Oh, I don't have Instagram. We have Instagram. I don't have Instagram. Eric is our Instagram fucking whiskey. Wizard, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know. Well, he used to be single. That's probably. But anyway. <laughs> so, you know, you so, go on a lot about how you miss Eric being single. Is there something I should know about, like, the podcast relationship here? or? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do a varying in- yes. um, Shout out yeah, so we, we don't have a Twitter. Edition. We have a Gmail which you can send us emails, uh, or send us lists, send us everything you want. If you want like files from us, just ask us. Uh, uh, we also, I'm I'm trying desperately to even the the Corona. I'm trying to put up uh, all our events cards on that. Um, we have a link on our Facebook page where I just upload all the event cards there. 
so people can use if they want to get those because I know I've had heaps of ex- ex- questions about you know strategy cards. They're on there. You can just order them yourself. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to hassle anyone about it. Just go there, and it's like we we don't even take. I think we have to charge a dollar because of how it works. But yeah, <laughs> it's like bare minimum. <laughs> Yeah, you can just print them out on a high-def printer and use old business cards. Everybody has them. And cut up the cards and put them on the backside. There, yeah. bam, do it. Two bucks. Always order like a, like the, the quality is super nice from that. My card, whatever it's called. Yeah, probably. Place. Uh, and it, it goes really fast. It's like 10 bucks and you get an echo card. It's like, it's no big. Um, and it's all about the cards. Never forget. It's all about, it's all everyone about knows. It's all about the cards. It's all about the narrative. It's all about like, custom making stuff. But anyway, so we have that. We, we also... Uh, we haven't put up the Red Army book yet because we're still working on units and lists uh, and we're thinking about dividing it into three segments. One that is kind of uh, normal heresy focus. We want the BFG segment and obviously we want uh, uh, another segment which I'm not going to spoil right now, but it's going to be like... Mystery. Cool. Mystery. <coughs> Six men. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a mystery segment. Uh but anyway, so we, we're going to try and do that all stuff. Uh, there will also be um, all the event rules, like how how we do different missions and events. So we, we're going to have like a mission mission generation segment and all that shit. Um, so yeah, we, we're going to put as much shit we can into that Red Book. And like the last time we, we were so running out of time for scanners, there was heaps of like, like <laughs> fucking Forge World-esque uh, editing errors, which is driving <laughs> me nuts because I'm so ashamed of myself. We so, should have like old black and white pictures of you and just insert into the background, like touristy pictures, just to make, give the legit Inferno experience. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But still, we, we really want this to be perfect like before we put it out. And, and before that, we, we're probably looking at some like limited printing run for at least for our, our Patreons and stuff. Yeah, so it won't be like a Bernie Sanders. Once again, I am asking for your support. We just, we're working on it. And with us, yeah, I mean, we're ready. Obviously, we, we provide as much as we can for it because we, we're, it's a passion for us. And like, if we can have fun and just adding a little bit of spice to, the, to your, your heresy games, then fuck, just go for it, mate. Just, yeah. You know, play, you use play it, give us some is, feedback. Uh, yeah, f- yeah, feedback for sure. Yeah. And plagiarism is like the biggest courtesy. So whatever. Yeah, it's like So just go to us. Otherwise, like the morning world guys, they're doing fucking awesome shit. Andrew is doing awesome shit. Like with this, if you're into like Greater Crusade Xeno list, uh, there's also like this uh, Great Crusade Xeno uh, book that's floating around as well. Um, I don't know. Like as much as we, we can refer to these guys, we, we're not going to just put them on our web page without if unless they want us of course but you know uh, yeah there's also like this, king fluff he does these yeah. hugely great projects i recommend him anytime i actually spoke to him a couple of times he's a great guy yeah he's definitely shout out like, yeah, shout out like you just like there's so much stuff if you if, if you want to ask us about something we just going to push you along to the right guy yeah. if we don't have the shit there's someone that we probably know that has it so if you're after like some obscure great crusade list oh this yeah. got very drug dealery. Yo, we yeah. set you up with Rag Gag and get real good shit, man. We'll set you up for some good shit. Yeah, like Tony uh, Montana. Also, style. if you want to have like uh, hooking up with players and uh, <laughs> want to know about events, just let us know and we'll we'll try it. Like we, yeah. I've already been asked if some people moving to Stockholm, like, oh, what's going on with the when it's the next event? When 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 are we playing? Because of Corona, they're like, oh, 
they can't really we, we don't have any events they ask me like well who is playing in like southern of stockholm who's playing over there who's playing over there like can you kind of hook me up because we kind of know the entire community because we have run so many events yeah so, so now we're just pimping yeah. not drug dealing just pimping people yeah pimping as, as it well. should so, be yeah uh so yeah so just let us know uh besides that i guess uh we should talk about hobby progress shouldn't we yeah but before that uh no, something we should probably spring out we have a long-awaited, much-lauded return in the main segment. He has but back I, from the periphery. I, really, I, I didn't, I didn't I kept that huh? secret. Mate. Okay, I, and I, you will find you out in the main fucking, segment. You need to listen to what I said there. There might be an infamous, famous, famous. You don't even listen to when I talk. This is like the worst co-host ever. That's not true. I am very handsome. Thank you. Oh, Wait, yeah, what yeah. did you say? Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But yes, of course, we have a surprise for you, a golden nugget in the main segment. And I already yes. hinted a little bit that we may or may not have a, a certain individual. Freddy, you know my, you know my fucking see. generation. I need all of it, like, shoot up, yeah, spelled out. Skip, skip, skip song, skip song, fast forward, yeah. skip song. Yeah, and then oh, I go to, like, Lord, TV tropes on? Wikipedia, Ooh. and I read, like, the summary. So somebody yeah. can explain to me. I'm not reading Shock Palahniuk's Fight Club. I'll just go read like the fucking cliff notes and then pretend to be illiterate. Uh, just, that's good. How you do? I like that. <laughs> so, Hobby Progress? Yeah, Hobby Progress. Do you want to start, monsieur? Oh, yeah, gladly. So, under the watchful, kind, and patient eyes and ears of Freddy, I finally had my first game of Battlefleet Gothic in a heresy setting. Yeah. And overall. So me and the podcast long-suffering, great friend, supporter, Pelle, uh, we played Battlefleet Gothic for the mute of campaign. So basically, my Night Lords, uh, for the great company, faced off against some perfidious black shields who Freddy had painted. No, 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 Linus. Really? Linus? Well, they look Linus great. That's for the raffle. Oh, yeah. Wait, they're for the raffle? Oh, okay. Well, they look great, shit. Man, I hope I win that. I, 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 Buy raffle tickets. I, I saw that you assumed that I painted them because they look great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Look really, really good. <laughs> anyway, so we faced off, and uh, basically, I showed up with all my ships, and uh, Pelle showed up with Freddy's fleet, and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna build some lists." And Freddy was like, "Nope, you take this many ships. You take this many ships. Three escorts are basically a light cruiser in cost." And we faced off. Uh, we had a scenario which uh, I think Freddie, did you write it or is it like one of the base one in the book with the station? No, no, I came up with it while I was standing there looking at you, <laughs> looking at like the vacuous glare in my eyes, and you could yeah, hear the you sea from here. So I, I, yeah, it's like this: this the, the first three scenarios was going to be too complicated, so I was like, let's just make it. I don't think I am retarded because apparently people who have like cognitive difficulties are really good at remembering stuff, and I definitely am not. I don't know how many times I asked you about the ordinance chart. I think like 50. Yes. You're very kind. Of How many dice do you need to roll? Two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually saw afterwards that a couple of my guns had 45 uh, centimeters in range. And mm-hmm. I, could, I could see that if I asked you, you would have said, you need to fucking remember your own damn weapons. And I, I didn't even ask you because that's, that's just valid. That's just valid criticism. That's true. All my criticism is all of it's valid. Yeah, except for the fact that I don't have a driver's license. That's just unfounded. Uh, <laughs> this is how I break Freddy, people. <laughs> just die. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically, me and uh, Pelle, uh, we matched off. I think we had like roughly a thousand points. 
So, you know, a couple of cruisers, light cruisers. I had a bunch of escorts. And uh, basically, I had a bunch of escorts and Pelle had a couple of bigger ships. And the goal was to board a station in the middle. One of the many watch eyes that reign over Mewtov 3, we need to conquer the space station to ensure victory for the Warmaster. Or, in the Black Shield's case, uh, just ensure the inevitable <laughs> status quo, ensures. I guess. Yeah, well, all used to like, ensure their own shit. Ensure <laughs> yeah. the denial to the Warmaster, because they're unreasonable assholes. Uh, so we faced off, and uh, me and Pelle both sort of uh, went at each other, and uh, sort of forgot how to count points. So at the end of the game, after a lot of to and fro, and I have to say, I really enjoyed Battlefield Gothic. I get now why people love the game so much over all these years. It's, it's awesome. It's very unlike anything else. Me and a friend, and he's like a military historian, he summarized me once the great difference in like space combat in Star Wars and Star Trek. How in Spar- Star Wars is basically founded on dogfighting and air, air combat, where Star Trek is just basically fleet engagements over long ranges. And I think Battlefield Gothic really summarizes the feeling great. How it's about planning two or three turns ahead. How it's all about facing, ensuring that you have like maximum gunnage, that you have to f- target, prioritize, focus, and still look at objectives. This was a well, lot the, of fun. The, the distance are like retardedly long. Like, yeah. If you, if you read any like, what was it called? Like the, the there's two main books that Black Library did. What are they called again? Like uh, point something. I have no idea, sorry. Uh, I can't remember. Like, it, it's from like a Baden's fucking... Uh, oh, the Black Crusade? 14th Black Crusade? Or... Yeah, but it, there's two like gothic books that came out uh, at the same time as Battlefleet Gothic came out. Oh. And then you get the feeling like how fucking retardedly long is it? The distances are. Yeah, because <laughs> like... I, like I said before, I'm reading the Andy Horror Rogue Trader book. And even in that one, they're like, okay, we're engaging, I think, Tau. Yeah, Tau. And just setting their courses, priming their guns, and then it's just long pairs of waiting. Because Isaac Newton is a mean son of a bitch in space. An object, if fired unless intersected by external forces, will keep moving. Which is also something we realized in the game. <laughs> <laughs> torpedoes uh, away. Torpedoes. torpedoes. Torpedoes are great. Torpedoes are the shit. So basically, uh, the Night Lords managed to just barely win uh, by taking out one cruiser. Uh, crippling another and just shooting boarding torpedoes into the middle of it. So uh, scratch up some points for Warmaster. If you're not fighting for Muta Free, get in there. Get into Eye of Horus Global Campaign. Sign up some points for Warmaster. If you're playing for the Emperor, you don't have to sign up points. You know, yeah. it's not needed. Not so it's so fun. Uh, I actually finished up my fleet for that game. So I finished up another two cruisers and I still have one final cruiser to do. The one thing is, I spoke to uh, Jens. I think it was. And he said that if you go over like 1,500 points, the game really starts slowing down. Is that something like you can verify, Freddy? Uh, it depends uh, how... If you know your stats super well... It Which obviously I down. do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it does slows down a bit, but it, it all depends on your opponent and what's going on. If you're super knowledgeable, uh, like 2,500 points uh, can still go pretty quick. Okay. Does it like have to do if you have many battleships? Do battleships like slow it down or? No, they like they, they don't slow it down. It's just if you have a bunch of escorts and ordnance going around. Oh yeah, a lot of objects to track in space. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you know it becomes kind of 
I don't know. It's, it's also also comes down to the scenarios and how you go. <laughs> also, uh, props to Pelle because I think I managed to roll like what three or four critical results uh, on critical damage, and he just saved each and every one of them. Well, also, you also did like, oh, you have one hit on a six year old critical, and then. Yeah. So I wrote a shit ton of criticals, <laughs> but he just kept saving them. It's like, okay, so these two are on fire, and this one has a whole bridge, yeah? Six, six, five, six. Well, it's all gone. <laughs> well, not saving them, he managed to repair them. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Uh, I just want to say, I don't know if I told you, Freddy, but thanks for being so patient with me. Uh, because like all the special orders and like all the ranges and the, the ordinance da- da- dice <laughs> dance uh, dice. So thanks again. It was really fun. That's right. I train millennials for a living, so <laughs> it's, it's okay. But they have driver's licenses. Yes, they do. Most of them do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just killing my own steam in your eyes. Uh, beyond that, I'm still working on some of my mechanical stuff. I'm gonna post up some vips later. As well as my like Shadow Wars uh, war bears. I have I don't know if you remember, but I have like this Shadow Wars uh, artillery and massed infantry. I call it my I derogatorily call it list because it's just basically three squads of twenty marines proceeding up the middle of the board and a lot of artillery and of course you know burning lore for everyone. Burning lore is not working out so great lately. <laughs> Lots of sire canas. Oh well, you know. It's all for a great course, anyway. <laughs> the Emperor's grand plan? Uh, or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So is that it? Is that all you've done? <laughs> he says. Well, I think so, yeah. Uh, well, I started sorting out my like epic stuff. I have a bunch of like night houses, and I think I showed you, right? Yeah, I have like the old metallic night lancer and a warhound that I've stripped. Oh, nice. So... I want to do them like metallics, which should be super easy because they're pretty small. So I don't think I need to like dilute all that much Tamiya for it, which will be good news because last time I tried doing my Tamiya night, I got so fucking high or drunk, I guess, since alcohol paint. No. I even... Tamiya is like liquid gold for air- airbrushing. <laughs> do you drink some of it like just spice up a drink? Well, then we have that comedy thingy in Sweden, mixing drinks with different fucking poisonous stuff. <laughs> to me, that was an educational movie, but yeah. <laughs> I was well, a teenager. You know, yeah, all to our own ends. Yeah. Shit, this is really good. Yeah, no, so, no, that's pretty much all I've done, I think. I started prepping some epic stuff. I'm doing some more mechanic again. I'm finally going to pick I hear, up... hear you, you play um, uh, Necromunda occasionally. Yeah, I do. Okay. Have you heard of it? Last, Have you heard of Necromunda? Yeah, I heard about that game. I think so. I remember something about like 1999. There was something like no earlier, 1996. Was yeah, it? I was 12. 1994. Yeah, I, I was nine. 1994, <laughs> I had my first Necromunda game. I think I was busy like collecting Boglins or I guess like Star Wars micro machines, and you were playing Necromunda. Because I'm badass and you're not. <laughs> and maybe there's a slight age gap there. No. It, no. If you if you would have been like a good child, you would have gone and bought Necromunda. If I'd been a good child, the, I would have yeah. chosen to be born earlier. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but it, what do you mean? If you had micro machines, you could easily go on Necromunda. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to GW and you got like this, you know, the free catalog, Citadel catalog, and they had like, this is the White Scars and this is the Space Marines and this is an Ultramarine. And I really wanted to get into it around eight, but nobody I knew was interested. Like, I went around and tried to pitch that hard. Had my yeah. first game against my friends, like 20 guardsmen and an outer cannon on like an open carpet. Just tried to advance and got gunned down repeatedly from like 30 inches away. Nothing has changed for Imperial Guards <laughs> down the ages. <sighs> no, but uh, oh, do, do you remember then uh, when they actually finally opened a Games Workshop store in, in Sweden? One in Stockholm, and you could you could go in the like at the back of the room. There was like this special order catalog where you can order like yes. every single lead bit ever. Yeah, the first time I ordered from there, I ordered like you know Mordheim. I think I ordered like the Mordheim vampire guy, you know the one running forward, oh, yeah. and I ordered like Dogs of War, Vespers Vendetta. I felt like such just, I felt like such a fucking nobleman just going up to like the laminated pages, and they had to like help me fill out a manual paper slip that they would fax to GW yeah. and you paid upon receipt. I felt like such a fucking king. I must have been yeah. like 16. Yeah, and you got that. them in that Games Workshop special boxes. Yeah. I have Shit. that. I have one of those at my attic still. You have everything in the attic. I know. You got Jimmy Hoff up there, I bet you. Probably. <laughs> I told you, just... you, need to, you need to buy my Man of War uh, Dwarf fleet. <laughs> No, because can you just talk to JP? I'm pretty sure he's game to buy another one. I don't know. I can't. Ha- I can't have like fucking four man and war fleets. It's just retarded. Why can't you? Well, what happened to you, man? You changed. Yeah, I know. But now I want to. Do you know how? Back in the day, I could just go down to the game shop store and buy some new ones. Now I can't because if I want to buy one ship, it's like fifty fucking dollars or pounds. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So I need to get rid of my ships so I can expand my Chaos Dwarves. Yeah, well, I'm trying to fucking buy Tomb Kings, and it's proven to be an impossible task to buy them for a decent price. What, for uh, Warmaster? No, for Warhammer Fantasy. Okay, well. Do you have an Araby army for Warmaster? No. But I'm pretty sure you could easily source one from Bacchus or something. Really? Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. Talk later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's that. my turn so for what ho- have ho- you been doing, Freddy? What have I been doing? I have also been playing uh, Battlefleet Gothic <gasps> against my little uh, inbred teen living with me. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that didn't go too well for me. It must be in like the worst dice roll I've done in my entire fucking history. It was going to be an introductory game for him. Um, so I gave him like the better fleet, obviously. But I didn't was have to one do of those that. Games where you, was that one of those games where you're like, okay, I'm going to let him win. And it turns out you didn't have to try and let him. The dice were just yeah. intent on killing exactly. you. <laughs> That's retarded. Yeah, it's one of those games. It was absolutely appalling. I think I don't think he lost a single fucking ship and I lost my entire fight. <laughs> like, so, victory for the Warmaster. Definitely. So we're doing strong here for, for our campaign. We're just racking up points for the, for the traders. Yeah. Like crazy. That's good. Uh, oh, yeah. I was supposed to have like a really fun heresy game with Pelle, but I got um, sick instead. Yes, I know that because I was there with Pelle and we ended up playing Man of War instead. Yeah. 
And so, now, because news, of you, we're like heavily involved in Man of War again. <laughs> oh, wait. So I'm like the, recon- I'm the conciliator. Well, I'm like Christopher we would have played heresy instead and because you didn't show up and, and I didn't have a heresy. Arc. We used to do something quick. We are running out of time. Well, that's, well, Man of War is a game. How is that mathematically possible that you do not have a heresy army on hand? Well, you I did, like but I, I couldn't armies. be fucked doing an entire list and preparing shit. Because <laughs> you, you guys were ready to go and you had like a scenario, you had a plan. I had no plan and we were running out of time and we quickly realized that, well, if we, we have to game. Because we can't wait. So basically, you, good show, gaming you, sh- day just you showed you up got late. Fucking wifed. You showed up late, and you didn't want to be my sloppy seconds. So you're yeah. like, no, then I don't want to play heresy. You probably had like five armies and like fifteen lists. You just didn't. Oh, want I to. only have two armies there. The club. <laughs> five lies. Um. Yeah. So we. So we end up playing Man of War instead. And then, because it was so much fun, I went home and I forced my teenager to play Man of War with me as well. And he thought that was fun, because he won again. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time, it was my fucking turn to finally (laughs) do something. The wind just changed into me. (laughs) He was, was like, retarded. It's like, okay, well, I turned this way. And then, oh, okay, initiative test. Oh, the wind changed into your face again. Oh, I'm sorry. The old windbag. That's hilarious. No, it was stupid. Anyway, so that uh, hope it progress well. Teoing your of uh, BFG, uh, playing my own BFG, uh, also painting uh, twenty militia. Uh, besides that, I've been distracted with um, with chaos dwarves and mana work. Do you know what I noticed recently? What? That you're really mad that I don't have drives lessons. But beyond that fallacy. Uh, it mm. seems like a lot of the heresy podcasts and a lot of like heresy reports and even the people who write into this podcast and again, thanks for that. Uh, I mean, I take no credit whatsoever. It's pretty much up to everyone else who's ever contributed to the podcast, including Chris. But it seems like the dormant, the dormant heresy players are finally awakening from hibernation because I see more fucking heresy posts. I see more people like wanting to get games in. I see people like finally painting up stuff they've had around for ages. I think that since the corona situation is, God willing, and I really hope so, starting to sort of ameliorate a bit everywhere except for, you know, in our country. But hopefully that's turned around to the time we get this episode out. I think people are just finally getting their shit together and painting more. Yeah, definitely more whips. And not, and not just the, the heresy, but like, obviously everyone's just so fucking into hobby right now. They're all motivated and shit because they've been home for a while and they do painting and all kinds of shit. It's all those other projects that he's going fucking nuts as well, which you probably notice from fantasy, from like whatever gaming system you're doing as well on the yeah. side. Whatever your mistress is from your main love. <laughs> you're such a jealous keeper, Freddy. So jealous. You need to be open-minded, dude. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but didn't you play Necromunda as well recently? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you should throw that in, too. Yeah, I know, but that's kind of close to heresy because they have squats in there. <laughs> yeah, and Beastmen. And Beastmen. And we're going to start playing a second ed Warhammer 40k again. Yeah, I'm getting in on that. I just have yeah. to like, get the books. Don't you have the books? What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> when did Second Dead Warhammer come out? Oh, 94? Okay, so, yeah, so it's kind of late. 93? I think. Was it 94 or 93? 93. So it's actually, correct. it's ostensibly it possible. Uh-huh. That's cool. It's ostensibly possible that I could have actually played Warhammer then. Okay. So I thought it was like 91 or 1990. No. It was definitely an autumn. And I was definitely in uh, school. Because I got it for Christmas as a Christmas gift. And it's been out like, what, one or two months before that? Because it was like a pre-Christmas release. Yeah. I spoke to my friend the other day and I sort of went like full grumpy old man like you. And he was like, yeah, I remember getting into like Warhammer, fan- Warhammer 40k and it's not the same. It's like you got all these like multi-post kits and you only got like five transfers. And I was like, what? No, you didn't. You got 10 men in a box and they all had a bolter and some sort of weird knife that was also a bayonet. And if you wanted a sergeant or a special weapon, you bought your fucking tin miniature and a blister. Like God intended. Mm. And he just said, yeah, whatever, grandpa. Well, Rogue, Rogue Trader, you actually had multiple Marines, and you could actually equip me a sergeant with the paraffin. Really? Because yep. when I got like my second edition box of you know Ultramarines, well, they stopped doing all those multi-post things because like back in Rogue Trader, the, it was the best. Like you had your Beaky Marines; they were all multi-post. You had your awesome fucking uh, Imperial Guards, like the based on that Blanche and ma- massive sexy scene. Yeah, uh, all multi-post. Yeah, the squats were multiposed, the orcs were multiposed. And then they just took that away. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm pretty sure I didn't even get a sergeant like in a 10 man box. Yeah, well, they, they had lead or they had mono plastic. It's retarded. Yeah, all the bolters had banana clips, though. I remember that very clearly. Uh, yes, yes, they did. And yeah, they had that extended thingy on the back of the bolter. The, which you never fucking could fit in anywhere. Yeah, what the fuck was that even? <laughs> well, that was, I don't know. It's like a shoulder thing, like a butt, <laughs> but, <laughs> a rifle butt, uh, out of like it's a small little metal piece. Could you clear something up to me, like twenty years later? What the fuck was up with the knife? What does was that a bayonet or combat knife? Because I always like combat knife. Because I always but put them in the hands is, of my guys. Yeah. yeah, well, people put them in their hands. They put them on their bolters. I, I think it was like a multi knife. Do whatever you wanted. Yeah, I remember like the book said it was a monofilament knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Sounds yeah. about right. But anyway, I think we, we kind of derailed on the intro here. <laughs> um, we, we, we should probably fucking head off to the main segment before we lose yeah. everyone. <laughs> I, every intro I've ever been on is always like a virtual trolley question. It's like you have to save one of these groups of people and we sort of go off at rails, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, apologize for that. And if you if you probably died out of this and skipped into the main segment, we understand you. If not, <laughs> well... Uh, thanks we'll, for uh, keep sticking around. Thanks for sticking around. And we'll be right back after this. And well, this is, a, I guess, a voice blast from the past. Coming back in uh, for after a suspended, extended break um of personal personal reasons and stuff like that it's me i'm back i have no idea if i'm in the intro or not for this episode um so that's why i'm gonna ramble here very quickly um but i'm back for for this segment where we're going to be talking all about conversions um 
and we're not talking religious or ethical because God knows we have no no religion or ethics here on this podcast. Well, we could could if we talked about word word barrier conversions. True, <laughs> but let, let's be fair. None, none of us are are well. Actually, last time I checked, you were doing word bearers, weren't you? Uh, yes, and they are still in the same stage as I get distracted by. Oh, look, a militia project. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll talk oh, look, about a militia that. project. We'll talk about that type of conversion that, further on. That's Come never going to end. It's never going to begin at this rate by the sounds of it. Um, But uh, no, we're going to talk all about conversions and something that um, all of us here have been doing for a very long time. Uh, I I count going back to the days where I used to have, I don't know about you guys, but you know, GI Joes and shit like that. And you'd like break the leg and then you'd, you know, heat up and stick a pen top on the leg and all that sort of weird shit that you would do as a kid with fire and yeah, we've 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 gotten a little further on these days, where we actually use super glue and green stuff, and you know, people allow us to use sharp implements and saws and stuff, which is really, you know. Yeah, don't look on eBay for the what the cost is for one of those GI Joe stuff, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like like everything else in life, I wish I hadn't been such a little shit as a kid and destroyed all my stuff because I'd probably be financially solvent now. <laughs> um, but Ooh. we can't we can't have everything. Um, so yeah, and this is this is very much one of uh, Eric's babies. He's, uh, if you've ever seen one of Eric's armies, you see a lot of conversion work that's uh, gone on there, and you know it's it's his baby. And I know Freddie, you've done some some big pieces for your stuff in the past as well. Um, at least I'm pretty sure you have. Other than that, yes. well, it's just um, <laughs> okay, good. vague so, memories. It's been a while, man. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since since the last Candace and. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what a model looks like, let alone anything else. So, um, are we talking female yeah. now or the actual plastic? Yeah. Oh, the plastic <laughs> stuff. Female stuff. I'm good with. I'm good with. We, we've all got Pornhub. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the, the global situation has done nothing but improve um, improve access or or use of mobile web mobile sites. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to talk conversions. We've got a, a sort of ramshackle list of everything we want to go through. Um, but I think the most interesting place to start could quite simply be where do you guys look for inspiration because that can always be a tough place it's finding a start because i know personally i've sat there and gone i want to make a kick-ass predator or a vigilator or something that looks cool but i yeah i don't know where to start so where do you guys get the inspiration for your conversions so let's kick it I can start with that, yeah. Um, I basically think Google would be a really, really good place to start. I remember when I did, uh, just started off my Thousand Sons Army, mm-hmm. just, you know, going to Google, and I wrote sci-fi and plus Egyptian. Um, and if, actually, when you, when you go in there and just try some words that have to do with your army um maybe be careful with like <laughs> if you work bears with religion or something because you're going to get a lot of weird shit up <laughs> but or, or yeah you large weapon or something along those lines yeah <laughs> yeah large religious weapon uh, <laughs> now nah, but um i think basically just start out googling words that have to do with with your army is a really good place to start because you get all kinds of small miniature companies you had no idea existed. Um, so when I did that, I, I found some some sites that just had 
plates, you know, you could put on tanks. Um, as, like I had, you know, a skull with a pharaoh's face on. Um, and basically just take a good look at the words that fit with your army and see what's out there. Uh, some of it you can copy yourself. And it's quite simple builds. And other times you just find some really cheap extra parts uh, that just fit completely into your army. Um, then if you still ain't satisfied, then I would go to, for example, Instagram mm -hmm. um, and see what have other people done with this army. Because in general, the, the top hits on Instagram would also be uh, some of the more popular ones. Um, so so if, if you combine Google and Instagram, maybe do a search for fantasy, um, like 28 millimeter and do like also search, search for different words that just kind of fits your army mm -hmm. uh, and, and you'll, you'll get a lot of inspiration. Maybe uh, for, sleep search on, just so. With one? Or, or, with any, <laughs> or, search. or yeah, any of yeah. those uh, super close uh, kind of related sci-fi universes like Dune. Yeah, so, yeah. For example, Dune, Arrakis, because it's a desert planet, would fit perfectly for a thousand suns. Uh, Mechanicum, like Mechanicum is special for, for, for me at least because it did so many conversions there. I think it is, maybe apart from Militia, it is the best army to convert in, in 30k in general because you can, like your Magus, you can pretty much go into a scrap pile and just put shit together. Um, for for Mechanicum or general action sci-fi, uh, Green Stuff World has they have their uh, green stuff rollers where you can do cables and stuff like that. Uh, they also now have a tentacle roller. So, well, if you've got demons, work bears, stuff like that, now you can actually make tentacles for, for your miniatures. <laughs> um, so anybody with a hentai fix can get their fix now. Yeah, yeah. If, if you like hentai, go to a green stuff world. And again, be, maybe sometimes do the safe search. I remember driving in a car for a bit too long from uh, one of our tournaments with uh, with Jacob. And one of the things we talked about, this was fantasy related, but uh, we, we had been talking about like having halflings riding uh, roosters. And the results after 11 hours in a car going to a tournament was me unknowingly just searching for uh, hobby cock riders on Google. And let's just say that that actually yields some pretty pretty fucking horrific results when you do that. Um, so do roaster riders instead, because yeah, hobby cock riders is apparently Sorry, something you can find on porn up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, just to, just to confirm something, did you say rooster riders or roaster riders? Because Ro the second one might be just as interesting. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to judge. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay, uh, fair enough. My, my not so British pronunciation. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just checking because if we're warning people about one thing, we've got to be fair and warn them about everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Freddie, what about yourself, man? I mean, I know uh, Eric takes a, a very sort of uh, almost. You mean he doesn't read? <laughs> well, I was going to say artistic, <laughs> uh, artistic approach and seeing what other influences are out there to produce stuff. But yeah. uh, your yours, I, I know where a lot of yours come from, but you should, yeah. you should we should be talking about that. 
Well, the the thing is, I, I think uh, in a, in the same way, Eric and I, we both start our projects kind of with the same approach. Because I, what I do is like, let's say my black shields. Uh, I have like a vision in my head, and then I start writing the story of them. And as I write the story of them, uh, I start thinking about how would they look. And then I start looking into similar stories or like where, where I've read something about this, where I haven't seen something about this. And then obviously I am a big John Blanche fan, 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 fan. For those of you Swedish, just got both, both translations. Because I've been cursing too much in the car. Not enough. Not enough. Anyway, so I, having the preview of having all these old books around since fucking Rogue Trader. Uh, I tend to I tend to look at art there. I tend to find snippets and pieces of uh, like inspirational text, and they sometimes they even say like in the text, you can have a picture of it. So you get like Visions of Heresy. Obviously, is a massively good book when it comes mm. to heresy related artwork, where it's especially like old school stuff uh, that we don't really see. It's it's a bit cleaned up now in the current heresy. As in the current art version of the heresy that Forge World produced, like in the visions of heresy, it's kind of more retro style sci-fi, far more um, grim dark. Yeah, it seems like it's getting diluted, but uh, enough of that now. <laughs> but but still, uh, so either you look at that, or actually, when you're reading texts, like you can read anything, like I don't know, old Imperial Armor book or any of the old, you know. Warhammer 40,000 compendiums from way back in the day when, when they actually write and they describe, like usually they have a little box and they say like, oh, the, those special Marines that were out on these base had like three cables attached to their backpack uh, due to extended uses in hard vacuum and blah, blah, blah. Or small little retro burners that, you know, was fitted there or they had like a mini plasma torch or they were the special boarding operation or salvage kind of tech marine salvage crew or something like that, that that you never see normally and then you think about well well maybe that ties in and you start thinking about conversion so where can i find that so you now you have some keywords and you can do what eric just described and you, you can write in like you know, uh underslung magma torch and then it doesn't really matter which gaming system you can bet your little fat ass on that somewhere out there in, there is a gaming system where some sort of space marine-ish dude has like an underslung plasma torch sort of thing and then you can look at that oh how is that like how does that look how, how, how would that fit in okay how can i convert that and you go into like all the general bits and third-party suppliers which we're probably going to talk about a bit later or you you go to green stuff it or 3d print it and or or anything like even just try and make it out of shit you have at home like all q-tips pipes and shit uh, yeah so that that's usually what i do like i i, I probably start and um, i start with like formalizing an idea about my army or my project and then i go and check my my bibles or my like my library uh, where i have like either the old black like the black books because sometimes in the black books they're they're really cool like you get an idea or like the old uh, Imperial Army books or any of the extra books that you've had in your extension collection of ever playing this uh, Games Workshop for 12-ish um, sci-fi universe. And even in um, Warhammer Fantasy Battle, you might find some cool stuff that you can like kind of drop over to 40k. And and Bob's your uncle. 
or Epic or Battlefleet Gods, like any any of the that are within the same universe. They could be like cool. I remember in the old Battlefleet Gothic magazines when they were dealing with how to combine a 40k game with BFG, yeah. and they had uh, like a special kill team sort of thing based. On, I think it was on Spin Third Edition, uh, 40k, third or fourth, maybe. Can't remember. Third uh, sounds about right. Yeah, and and then they had like uh, then you can add special type of gear to present the. I think it was like the first outing of some metallic the metallic type of rules and then you could like custom fit your uh before they even knew they were breachers like you can custom fit your units and and they had like cool like interspace kind of equipment that weren't in the normal space marine army or the normal orc codex or whatever so they, like everywhere there you can find like heaps of cool like inspirations and when, once you do it like well, even when you go down that rabbit oh wait a minute laser cutters where have I seen this before? And then you realize, ah, oh, it all ties together, like in the big scheme of things that they actually reuse cool stuff that they also used in the past. So it seems like Games Workshop and Portal does the same thing when they reinvent stuff. Hmm. So just like us, when they look for those little gold nuggets that became that creative spark that makes you want to do like your special conversion project. End rent. End rent. Rent ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's that's two. There's two very separate ways of doing things, but they both. Uh, I mean, they both underlie to the fact that there is. It is about finding a theme that you can go for, and then sort of exploring that in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I personally, I'm a big fan of the, the story method. Um, usually starts off with with most of my personal my armies has done. It's been a case of well, what doesn't this army do very well, or doesn't generally do on the battlefield? when you see it at, uh, at events. Uh, okay, so how do I make that work? And then how do I make this look cool, basically? Um, you know, it's uh, going back to that Praetor thing. I mean, I, I, I love the build of a, um, a Legion Praetor with like, a, what was it, a Power Fist and, um, uh, well, what was it, Paragon Blade. Um, it's been a while since I've played, so God knows if, uh, <laughs> uh, what, how, how much of the murder death blades are being used these days. But, um, all, all the murder death blades. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Now, now um, the the new hot thing is to have like a, uh, a thunder hammer and a paragon blade. Oh, is it thunder hand, hammer paragon blade? Oh, it works same for thing. that extra attack and for the option of either insta killing or <laughs> just going for the more. Yeah, instant killing or instant killing. <laughs> instant killing or instant killing with the possibility yeah. of concussing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, for me, because I used to, because I, I still do technically play Iron Warriors, uh, I came, I, I managed to uh, come up with a very cool little prayer tool that came with parts, and I wanted to do something themey for the army, so I got an old. Um, it's actually an old Iron Warriors model. I think I can't remember who I got it from. And I apologize that I can't remember because somebody was very cool and gave me the model. Um, and I took the old uh, metal, you know, power claw. You remember that old model, the old Iron Warriors? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you. I have that one. Yeah, the guy yeah. that stands with the, uh, the combi weapon. And he, the yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, the, com the combi weapon and the, and the whole body went to uh, a chaplain model that I actually made. But the, um, the power claw went on to the Praetor, and it was just this nice little theme conversion. So it felt far more Iron Warriors to have a claw than a Power Fist, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, so it's a sort of a combination between story and how do I make this look cool, which sort of seems to fit in the middle of where you, where, where you guys are sitting at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always fun to find something that you can just tease out, whether it's a story or you know, a, a how do I fuck with this concept kind of an idea or or whatever. Um, I mean, when when you guys look at a model, do you look for and I'm talking about, let's just say a single character model, maybe rather than going for a full army, just like a single character model, or you know, you're trying to plan a conversion for something. It could be troops, whatever. Yeah. How much of that model do you look to hold on to, and how much of that are you happy to get rid of or or to convert up? How much of that? How much of that model has to stay with, with all the models we've got out there available? how much how much or how little do you look to convert is there is there do you guys have a general rule when doing that sort of stuff or in in general for me um i think if, if we're if we're talking marines it depends on the army really if we're talking marines i think like the shoulder pads and body at least you need to have a body and shoulder pads um so they are space marines if if you go i'm i'm all for uh, actually doing third-party uh, body parts or heads or something like. If if you see my um, my uh, Thousand Suns uh, veterans, for example, they have Anvil Industries combi guns that have magnets in, so basically you can uh, swap between all combi weapons. Um, and then they have heads from uh, Wargame exclusive. Uh, and some of them also have arms from Anvil Industries because they have arms and different stances um but i think like like the parts from these companies look like uh, space marine parts uh so i think at least have like two-thirds of the model you know legs and body or body and heads mm-hmm. be may, maybe not the original part but at least be a part looking like the original one um okay. Where let let's say militia, I would say just do whatever you want. Like buy models from a completely different company, do whatever conversions you want. I think it it kind of ties to the background. Um, militia and Mechanicum for me are the most versatile armies when it comes to conversions. Where you have the Space Marine Legions, you you could do some stuff, but if if you took let's say you just said bought third-party um, squad that didn't quite have the marine features um, and called them normal space marines. I, for, for me, that would be like the point where you got too far away from the original model. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but apart from that, I would say if, if you take a model just to get the body and head and then give it new arms, new legs or something, I'll just say go for it. Um, as as long as you you kind of keep to the theme. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What about yourself, man? Well, I think uh, the main important thing is to keep it uniform. So yeah. just like I'm, I'm all pro with what Eric says. Like uh, certain armies requires certain aesthetics to make it work, uh, and Space Marines are kind of in that way. So obviously, you can use as much as you want of a space marine and as little as you want but it has to look space marine-ish so i might not be as stringent as eric is so if you go for a full third party 
like 3D printed stuff, that is fine. But you can, if you somehow combine those 3D, three third party and 3D printed stuff together to make something that actually looks like a marine, so people won't get confused on the on like if I look at the table, I see, well, fuck, that's that's a space marine. That that is not like um, survivors of the dark age or or anything like that. It still needs to have that space marine vibe. It, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Uh, you know, Space Marine-esque, but it still needs to be recogni recognizable as a Space Marine. But but saying that, like, the, the easiest way for to doing that is just to keep, like, the main shape of a Space Marine is usually the body. Uh, I'm a bit... I, I think that the thing is, like, the power armor in, in itself is what defines the Space Marine. Then the helmet or the shoulder pads, they can be a little bit... But obviously, a Space Marine will have to have shoulder pads, but they can be third party and, and so on as well. It needs to have the recognizable features of a space being so like back, backpack, armor, somehow armor, and and then you know the traditional bolterish weapon. So it's a silhouette that needs to fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, and I'm also in for like if you do a complete third party, um, then that that's good as long as it looks like a space marine. The yeah. the thing is, I think it's hard with third party parts to. Um, to know, like hit if it's a Mark Four or Mark Three armor. Something I think is important in Horus Heresy compared to uh, to other systems, um, because they, they have like this special era armor. Um, so, but but as and that's again where I think the body and the shoulders will often show the the type of armor it is, uh, where the arms and helmets. Are not as important in that. Like, if the dude is skinny, he's probably Mark Four, and if he's more bulky, it's probably Mark Three. Yeah. Well, it, it like so. It, it needs to be uniform. Like, obviously, we have that uh, magic mark that's called Heresy Armor, which could be basically what the fuck anything that they just scrunch to the get together. So you kind of have that is kind of the leeway that to build your own space marine, but then. You need your army to have that theme, and it needs to provide like a story on the tabletop. So, why are all these fuckers in like weird armor compared to normal space? Why aren't these all Mark Three or why aren't these all Mark Twos or or whatever? And then you have it. Well, well, they're all in fucking heresy armor because they are either black shields or they're just problem with their resupply or they're you know out in the front lines fighting and shit. So yeah, like as long as you if you provide a good fucking story. Then mm -hmm. Bob's your uncle, but I think uniformity is the key, and and that goes even for militia and mechanicum. You have to feel that it's a coherent force. So like you can't have Definitely. half your milit like one militia is looks like they're from you know you used Napoleon figures, the other one you used Imperial Guard figures, and then and then so like it's better to have a theme. So maybe you used to use old Imperial Guard legs, and then you have a specific torso like because they. It's still like a fighting force. So unless, like, cult, cult and militia is a bit more lenient, and they can all look fucking ramshackle, zombie-esque, crazy people. But like, if you if you're doing like a proper army, you should think about how an army looks like, and and it, and that goes. So so the same thing still applies there. So I like some form of uniformity. Mm -hmm. Is the key there? Yeah, definitely. And and even there, if if you have the Doctor Levy squads, you you might make an army that looks one way, and then you can have the 
the Levy spots be kind of different. Of course, not completely different theme, but uh, but take for example my militia army. I have most of the army is uh, normal. It's it's based on basic mainly Russian models. Um, so it's so it's like a World War Two Russian army. And then my uh, Doctor Levy squads, they are prisoners. Um, so so I have a bunch of squads in uh, snow camouflage, and the the theme of the army is a snow fighting army. And then you have all the prisoners in their orange uh, prison suits, who are there to draw fire because. If the rest of the army is camouflaged in the snow and they run around in orange suits, then hopefully, story-wise, they will they will be hit by uh, enemy fire first. Uh, classic Operation but, Meat Shield, then. <laughs> yes, exactly. But again, it, it, it's it's still a theme because my I, I basically do it the other way around from how Freddy does it because I I base my arm. I, I usually find some models I think are cool in this in this. Uh, Army, it was uh, Victoria Miniatures. I found their snow guys, and I was like, wow, they, they look really cool. And then uh, at Adepticon, I saw the big artillery they had, which is huge. Um, yeah, so basically, <laughs> uh, I was... <laughs> what? That is not a subtle piece of equipment. <laughs> nope, it is not. And I have three of them now. <laughs> um, so ba basically, I saw those models. And I was like, how can I build an army around that? And then I saw the, the prisoners they had. And I was like, OK, that's cool. So my army is going to be a prison colony, which has a military base. Um, and then we're going to go from there. So they basically used the prisoners to go to war. And I made an army the theme that they have the Alchem Jackers, and they have the um, Discipline Colors, which are actually on the prisoner models. Um, they got this uh, pretty little necklace with the uh, spikes on it and shit, <laughs> and chains hanging from it. So, uh, yeah, but but then again, it, it it's different models, uh, but they still have a theme together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's the the parts that make the whole. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The same. You can you can do the opposite way. Like if if you're not really keen on the other way around to make it uh, uh, is is you can focus like just like Jody said in the beginning. Like either your character model or like a command squad or like a special veteran squad uh, because you will have a story. Like you you could have one unit of Space Marines that have really fucked up weird armor, right? And then you have the stories that well these are like the the Istvan five survivors or some shit and they and they still yeah. wear they still wear like the remnants of all the fallen brothers uh, and armor from enemy vanquish with enemy and they still they refuse to upgrade to whatever uh, as a mark of respect you know and some shit and then you yeah. can go fucking bananas yeah and i was gonna say just to just to touch on uniformity and i think this is something that's really you know it's it's really key across everything that we we you know we see put out there and that gets put out. It's also you know you can you can make models look completely different, but color works as well. Just to sort of touch on that is making sure everybody's tying that uniformity together with the same sort of um, like you said, like uh, snow camo or bright orange jumpsuits or you know whether it's the legion colors or something along those lines. That will if you're ever worried about how something looks, tie it together with color as well. Will be a big help. Um, 
actually speaking about bits because this is this is sort of this is where we start talking we have thought about theme and where we get ideas from outside of i mean there's a world of third party suppliers but let's let's just try and let's just have a look at the the immediate area where we can draw our bits inspiration from i mean you have when we're talking 30k you have forge world you have the plastic box sets but you also have at least up until recently um 40k as well the actual sort of 40k range um to draw from for bits and pieces but what's to what is what what sort of things do you look for and when you do when you're looking in those ranges and what is 240k for you when you look at a bit and go that that just doesn't fit what's 240k uh, well, <laughs> it used to be yeah. that it was skulls, but now that's disappeared, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I would say actually the weapons. Like, I think 40k is probably for me the worst uh, miniature range to uh, to get models from uh, because the weapons are in the same universe, so a lot of them have some background in 40k, like when they were made um so so you you can kind of point at it it's it's like having a high mark of armor and say well plasma cannons didn't look like that until blah 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 um so so actually i think the 40k is the worst range to take conversions from when it comes to weapons at least and maybe also armor for space marine uh one could argue that militia is probably the best range to uh, if you want to stay with Fort World and Games Workshop. Uh, if, if you don't want to be ruined, Militia would probably be the best army to, to take from 40k. Um, that, that for, for me at least, the, the, the two places I always check would, would be uh, Anvil Industries and uh, Wargame Exclusive because they, they got parts pretty close. They, they have the same look as uh, as the 30k range and especially wargame exclusive they no oh, sorry uh animal industries they have really good weapons and they have built-ins hole for magnets and everything in a lot of them um so that that's a good place to look because it's not the 40k weapons but they still look close enough to the 30k to go for being 30k weapons gotcha. what about you freddie what are your thoughts on that uh i'm not as uh, crazy um, as Eric, I actually I I do use 40k stuff. Uh, well, obviously that's dropped off now uh, in the days, but uh, like maybe the sporadic uh, helmet from like a Chaos Marine set, like the old one, usually good, uh, or like some of their weapons and arms, mm -hmm. which you you can kind of convert and they can fit uh, Mark armors. Mm -hmm. uh, the the new Mark armor is kind of easy. Just like sometimes, you, if you're lucky, if you want to do heresy armor uh, with an old plastic box set of new marines, and you just combine it, and then you, you can have some heresy armor. Um, and some of the weapons, like chain swords and stuff, um, I tend yeah. to use from, from 40k uh, as well. That's not too bad, um, and and stuff like that. But it's it's become less and less now because the the thing about 30k was that uh, it was more industrialized, more developed, and uh, and the thing about uh, 40k then was it was like the 
the more retarded cousin. It had like uh, they've lost the technology and it's been harder to make stuff, and the bolter has been like simplified. Um, so aesthetically, it it didn't look as uh, a, a mass manufactured piece of arm. It was like kind of more ornamented and stuff, even though it was mm-hmm. less useful than back in the day. But I don't know. Like now, now it's all super high tech advanced. So it's kind of hard to find any bits. Like maybe small bits of uh, like God forbid, but you know, like primaries. If you have like a scanner or small little bits and pieces there um one thing that i use a lot for my my militia dudes is i actually uh like when i did those uh, armsmen's for our somatalis campaigns i used yep. like um the gene cell cults because mm-hmm. the hybrids like the ones that don't have multiple are awesome for the spacesuits kind of thing and then i used the third party uh i think it was a secret weapon of the third reich like they had like uh, capped uh, guys with rebreathers, uh, which yeah. looked a bit more like seamen sort of thing, or like sailor esque uh, or starship trooper esque, you know, with that cap thing. Uh, and it still had like that. The eagle was kind of like the imperial eagle, especially when you paint it up, you couldn't see it. Um, so uh, it, I don't know. Like uh, there, there's a lot of things. Uh, what I'm noticing though. Um, and this is not taking the piss out of 40k, but what I'm noticing is there's been less and less crossover capabilities as the the timeline in the 40k universe is, uh, keeps progressing and it's deviating completely from the aesthetics of the past of how mm-hmm. Games Workshop designed their miniatures, which means that Fortwell is still uh, kind of living in the timeline that we are used to uh, in the past when it came to aesthetic or case workshop miniatures. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to find pits that fits, except for militia, because then you then you have more freedom to actually use what the fuck you want. But saying that, there's always like, sometimes they, they drop a special character that has a really good, uh, nice thing, like the, the unhelmeted dude that actually holds uh, a Mark IV helmet. Like just that arm bit is really nice to put on like a normal Mark IV. Yeah. Um, so there's or like a special scanner or or the arm too. I've seen uh, some raving guards doing. Jesus Christ! Sorry, my television just turned on by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like decided uh-huh. to tumble yourself in a tumble dryer. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's un- <laughs> that, was, that was that was a little bit there, man. That was just a little bit. The aliens have finally arrived. We're, we're all doomed. <laughs> Take you over Denmark first. Okay, <laughs> no. uh, that's their that's their problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, like I, I know there's like a uh, marine that has like an arm where he actually does like a console thing, and because of how the arm is molded, it's like super nice to cut just that arm bit off, and then it's easier for you to convert uh, master of signals. Um, actually, what, what's his name? The Raven Guard special character. Fuck, I haven't played Raven Guard for a long time. Which one? Uh, the one with the com system. Because I've seen a really nice using uh, a Primaris bits with like uh, uh, keypads and shit and like that scanner thing from the uh, Gene Sealer cult. Uh, oh, and like cool. yeah, and like a Master of Signals and combined all that to make like that special character. 
I don't remember his name. I remember playing with him at Adeptigan. Yeah, but I've, I've played against him multiple times, and I've tried to strike his name from my memory. Mm. Um, but it, it's like he was super nice. So I'm saying you can still yeah. use 40k bits, but I think the it it it's not as extensive as it used to be when they had the same marines. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, okay, the, the, that's. I mean, I think I think you nailed it. That it's it's a progression of where they're going with everything. So I don't see it being as right but i do like the the fact that there is a, a lot of stuff out there for the less less forge world supported maybe put it that way um armies like cults and militia um i think that's you know i, I love the gene gene stealer uh, cults stuff like you said freddie i mean there's so much ripe stuff there yeah. and on a, a slightly not model not figure um size but they've got some fantastic vehicles as well which you know you can go nuts at modding and modding and have those as part of your army as well and i think they're pretty well it's fucking terrain like because one of the things you yeah. always miss in city fights is, is like the civilian vehicles that should be littered all over the place yeah or you know get some r bike vehicles and stuff in there and yeah some seriously cool stuff but uh yeah so i mean there's 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 lots of options there so okay outside now now we can hop outside of of the gw world where, where I mean, I think you've mentioned a couple of names like the particular Third Reich, um, Anvil Industries. Where do you guys go for your bits? Where, where's your first port of call? If you're going, right, I've got a conversion. I need to buy some stuff in. Where are you going? For me, it's uh, basically Anvil Industries supplies pretty much all my weapons for my, uh, for my infantry. Okay. Um, they, they have, especially, I use a lot of combi weapons, so they have the really awesome combi weapons. Um, their snipers look more like a sniper should, in my opinion, for a space marine, like two meters tall <laughs> compared to the model, and like it's it can pierce shit. Um, and they have, you know, the arms in different positions. They have uh, hand signs and stuff like that. So you can actually have marines like pointing and stuff during military gestures you can also they also have a hand that just says fuck you isn't that the main military gesture yeah it, it, that, no that's comment. on one that that's on one of my crewmen on uh, on my quad motors it's just standing there giving the finger form of communication you mean uh, the, the quad motors are, which is on base <laughs> yeah, but that that's for, for me. Anvil Industries is the supplier of weapons because the weapons look better. Um, they come, I think, the sniper rifles are in like seven pieces, or and they have different mags. You can buy extra scopes, lasers, night vision, all that kind of shit. Uh, they have packages with grenades, mines. Um, bombs so they basically have a what would be a melter bomb just in way more detail than the plastic ones you get um in, in the space marine packages so that that is yeah that's my number one go-to place i think i've made at least 10 orders there and it's just top quality and uh, really really good weapons Freddy, um, what are you got you got a go-to or uh yeah well <laughs> much the same as eric uh, well you know my Nisha project is basically uh, what is it like uh, Vic, 
Victoria. Victrix, uh, Napoleonic figures, and then Anvil Industry crazy gas max helmet sci-fi dudes with and bits and command bits and like because they have like command upgrades and and all kinds of cool shit that you could put on your your militia dudes. So Anvil Industry is top notch. Uh, Mad Robot miniatures is fucking great. And God, you just go in there and check the the old 87s, the grognards, and you will just come in your pants. If I had all the money, I would buy an entire militia army just made of those. Um, and that's a good one. Uh, we order is at Victoria Miniatures, which is awesome. That's where I get. My, oh yes. Yeah, because I'm I'm doing um, Rough Riders to my to my militia projects using my uh, sec, uh, third ed uh, third or fourth ed uh, cold ones, the metal ones, Ooh, the old nice. mini T Rexes. Uh, and then Victoria Miniatures combined with uh, Napoleonic dudes and Anvil Industry heads. And all of them will still be much cheaper anyway than <laughs> buying from Fortress. And you get them just the way you want them. Um, so what else uh, What else did we say? Uh, Wargame uh, exclusive. Yeah, Wargame yeah. exclusive. Uh, Dragonforge. Mm -hmm. What else do I order from? Kind of yeah. Give me some. I'm going to throw, throw out <laughs> Warlord, Warlord Games. If you've ever oh, yeah. to, because they do the bolt action stuff. Yep. Mm. Uh, so you've got the the um, the futuristic Conflict 47. Um, oh, yeah. Conflict 47. Uh, fucking awesome. dust. Dust and shit. Yeah. Dust tactics. Yeah. The, uh, the Conflict 47. We've got some fantastic. Uh, I was looking at the Germans. Um, they've got uh, like the bits. They've got this really nice sort of like uh, helmeted set, which has got this like weird. Um, have you ever seen the Rocketeer movie? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like a. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't win. It's not perfect, but it, it's it's fun. It's fun. fun I, I used to have the game on time. my Amiga. <laughs> oh, well, that then you're okay. Um, but they've got like almost like Rocketeer style helmets. With these big goggles, and I'm like, they they they're just going to be eventually what I hope to get around to using for my militia, um, on top of some Krieg models because I love the Krieg models, but I want something a bit different. Um, but yeah, they Warlord do some really fun stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and oh, see, yeah, and secret weapon of the Third Reich. Well, yeah. I mentioned it already. You did, yeah. Um, and pop goes the monkey. I, I, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that too. Yeah. And there's also a guy who, oh, it's a laser cuts. I think it's just called laser cuts on Facebook. I think he's from Poland. It's, it's, he's, he did our um, pressure molds for banners for, for Raltac. Uh, but mm -hmm. he, I've seen he also does preset shields and stuff like that. Um, and from, from what I, I haven't actually uh, bought any models from him, I only bought the uh, pressure molds but at least the results like he puts on facebook they're really really good too so you can get custom made breaches shields and stuff like that and uh, i know from when we did our order that he actually takes like if you give him a a symbol or something to put on stuff then uh, at least with us it was really helpful actually making it into something real that's very cool of him yeah so uh, so Definitely a uh, shout out to, to him too. I, th I think it's Laser Cut Candies. I'm just going to look him up. What's it called? Laser Cut. 
er ML Shields, Laser Cut Candies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually found two more companies um, where you could also go look. Uh, Artsel W. I don't know if you, you guys have heard. Yeah. They, they're, I have a bunch of their models. They are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, the quality is just, I, I've, yeah, the quality is the best I've seen from any company from those guys. Um, and the really cool part is, at least for me, when I play both in fantasy and sci-fi, um, most of their models have a fantasy and a sci-fi uh, model. And they come with different heads, different arms and everything. So you can, for example, a witch hunter, you can make a witch hunter or an inquisitor from the same base model. Then you just get, for example, a cross, like the start of the gun is a, a lion's head. And then you could put on a crossbow front with three stakes in it, like a repeater crossbow. Or you can put a, pl- a flamethrower uh, on it uh, or a normal gun. Um, and they have like a gas mask for them for sci-fi. Or you can do them with a normal medieval hat and hat and everything um so I, I think a lot of their models are really cool because you get so many parts that if you build one model you have enough hands and heads and shit for two more um so definitely a, a, a really good place to buy from for your bits box and then you have raging heroes uh, amazing detail on their models too uh, if you play demons, you probably slanish. They have so much shit that uh, that could go for a slanish uh, demon army. That's not worrying oh. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, militia too. They mainly do female models, but uh, yeah, they also have some less pornographic ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always helpful. <laughs> it's always helpful. yeah <laughs> for those that look for that sort of stuff. It's always helpful. Yeah. Um, Okay, I mean that's that's a lot of people to look at. I'm sure everybody who's listened to this has their own um, go-to uh, guys as well, um, because uh, you know, again, like I said, you mentioned earlier, Freddie, a lot of people are uh, 3D printing stuff these days. Yep, and that's that's pretty big. So you have got like Thingiverse, where you can actually get a lot of these the the files for it. I have a friend of mine who's not far from me actually now, who is um, has bought. And modded and printed out some awesome uh, Lehman Russ variants, which um, I am very jealous of because they're they're very very cool. Um, but he's also been printing out uh, sort of uh, las las guns and um, arm pieces and stuff like that for his for his um, his little projects that he's been going through. So, you know, three D printing is an option as well if you're you're set up for that. Um, I don't know if either of you guys actually got in, had a go at 3D printing directly yourselves, or I got a resin printer uh, about one and a half month ago, but I still haven't I still haven't actually gotten it to do a good a perfect print. Okay. There's always something going wrong or missing, or yeah, I I don't know what the fuck is up with it. It's it's <laughs> really steep learning curve. Apparently, I've been through everything. I talked to Bjorn, who was also been doing resin printing for a while. I've been in contact with a customer service. I've been to all the fucking YouTube videos and everything. And it, it just seems like no matter what the fuck I do, something just goes wrong in every single print. 
Um, so, so for you, it might not be the answer. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if, if you do like four prints, then you can kind of cut the prints and put together a fully functional model. Um, so it, it's just a really long and tedious process. Um, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm determined. I'm going to get there. I, I don't give a fuck how long it takes. So I'm going to get there. If anybody listening has tips on this, Please, by all means, you know, email the podcast or, or, or message the podcast so Eric can get some help. Um, yeah. <laughs> Freddie, have you, you had a crack at it yourself? Or? Uh, no, no. I, I just, uh, you know, either give Pontus a blowjob or bribe uh, Bjorn beer. So both are cost-effective methods then? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but um, you've had some success with, with, with that as like a method of producing stuff for you at least yes yes uh, well we're, we're, if you remember from Lincoln the swag for like our militia uh, our judge dude yeah. that's really nice and upgrade kits for like knights and stuff for Adeptus Titanicus uh, mm -hmm. Battlefleet Gothic stuff and you know did we give away an emperor model or something akin to that when we did Scandus last year yes we did it was was it the emperor Yes, it was. See, I remember things. It's not been that long. <laughs> and been that long. and uh, we did gave away some Thunder Warriors for uh, at Lincoln as well. Nice, very very so, nice. Yeah, so they looked Lincoln last year, so that was a shame. But I missed yeah. that. that. That's very very. Well, you, you missed the ITC conversation. <laughs> oh no, I heard all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard all about the ITC conversation. Uh, this this is you know this this is yeah. Less said the better, because um, we we can't go back over that. Not again. No. Um, well, I missed him. Uh, it should have been this weekend. So I miss miss those forty k guys. You know. Yeah, yeah. Pulling out for Lincoln not happening this year. Very sad about that. Actually. Well, yeah. It would have been nice to hang out at Lincoln this year, but um, you know, the forty k boys will just have to wait for next year to see how awesome thirty k is yet again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't want to rub that into it because you know. They had a heart. I, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, and now I'm talking about it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jody. You've missed me, haven't you? You really have missed me and my tangents. Uh, <laughs> right, let's get back. Let's let's avoid that and get back on track then. Um, <laughs> so, we, there's there's lots of places, lots of bits that you can get stuff. And once once you've actually ordered stuff in, um, I mean, let's talk about the process of actually converting it as best you can. Anyway, um, what's how do you guys go about it? Is is there something you like to tackle first? Is there like a you know do you have like I don't know like a concept drawing or just picture in your head and this is how it's going to look and you're going to mash it in there until it gets there? What do you use to pull it all together? Do you know, do you cover it in super glue, roll it in purity seals, and hope it looks good, or do you spend time with uh, green stuff and actually make things look like they belong? Um, Eric, just give us a rough idea how you do stuff, bud. Um, I usually um, I, ju I just I just have the model in my head. I don't do drawings or sketches or anything like that. Um, but what I do is definitely to make sure that I, I do, you know, remove all things that looks weird with the uh, with green stuff or milliput or the really really good way to work is having a mixture of milliput and uh, and green stuff. Um, so so. Build, like I'll try to get as many parts in as I can. If anything is missing, I will do that part with like some kind of putty, depending on uh, which which one is best for the the situation. 
Um, and yeah, then, then it is just putting stuff on so the model looks right. I've also had some stuff where it look, didn't look good, and then I take a clipper and take it apart again, uh, which is probably the punishment for not planning it and just doing it. <laughs> um, so, so it's I'm, I'm, like, like with the with the conversions of finding third party stuff, and it I, I'm more like I see a conversion or a part that I want to use, and then I kind of find an army where it fits, more than trying to find the conversions for the army I want to build. Uh, so, so more like building the story around what what comes up, which which has also costs. Uh, some models to start out as they were becoming something. And when I was done with them, it was like, no, actually you are that model instead because it, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, but but Bob I, happy accident. Yeah. But I have a lot of librarians because it's like, yeah, that, that ended up looking more, uh, <laughs> more magic than it should have. <laughs> like when, when you, yeah, when, I have a lot of dudes with demon books, you know, with uh, heads sticking out and shit like that. Um, so, nice. yeah. <laughs> so, librarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely. No, no, we're not traitors. Not at all. <laughs> we, we, we're, magic, we're special magic boys, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> we just talk to our books a lot. <laughs> nah, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but 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 that that's generally I just try it until I I'm satisfied with with the results. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing you, Freddie, because you're the more organized type of person compared organized. to me. That only when it comes more, to my alcoholism. Yeah, but uh, compared to hey, me, that's nine tenths <laughs> of creating stuff, man. Is alcoholism <laughs> and inspiration, right? I mean, isn't that how we roll? Yeah, <laughs> alcohol and time. Yeah, I guess so. But, <laughs> Uh, well, what I do is I normally dry fit everything first. Like, I also don't do concept uh, and art because I'm a useless drawer, I guess. But what I do is I have a picture in my head and then I dry fit all the bits that I try. And uh, then I kind of identify what parts that needs to be filed or needs to be like trimmed and fucked off. Um, I think then an example, not, not in heresy right now, but I did combining like uh, some weird demon four-legged thing with leftover uh, uh, chaos dwarfs uh, torsos so basically how did that i kind of dry fit them so you dry fit them check fix up try to file and like saw off as much as possible uh, and then i just kind of kind of put it all together with blue tack if i'm super am ambitious if it's not like if it's a more complicated model put things together with blue tech just to see that it looks right and also the blue text helps me to find out spots that i need to fill with the green stuff or milliput or what and then you also notice if if it's enough to use just liquid green stuff or the vallejo um, putty or if you have to go like uh, and actually get a proper like uh, torso bit of of uh, normal green stuff and knit it in there uh, and after that, I try and like I'm useless sculpting, um, uh, but I try like I, I can do a bit of fur and shit, uh, like I did. Uh, I'll I'll show you guys later. I'll take a photo. Um, and, and, and like fur, I try to... 
for, yeah, fur, you know, fur can cover fur can cover a lot of shit that didn't get, yeah. go well. <laughs> yeah, fur, fur or like some jacket or molded bag thing. I was going to say fur is the uh, the weathering of green stuffing. It'll, yeah. it'll hide all sins. We suddenly have a high tech high tech space ring. He's now going to get fur on him because reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when when you talked about the putty, um, green stuff worlds have this paste in a tube. Uh, that I, I bought it because I was like the liquid green stuff from uh, Games Workshop just really didn't do it for me, and that fucking tube is just amazing. Um, it it kind of it has a really small output, so you can control where the party actually goes, and it dries within like two minutes. So you can it, it's not like normal green stuff where we have to wait hours. It's within two minutes you can uh, apply it, and actually tried to fill some holes where I just used it as a 3D pen, like building layers up. And I managed to, f in, in about a minute, to fill out uh, over a centimeter of gap, just putting in like layer on top of layer uh, to build like a wall over the gap uh, with that putty. So it's, it's worth trying. Uh, yeah. It's really, really good, actually. Uh, one that I that I recommend as well. I haven't tried the green stuff one, but the, the one I use is the, the Leo plastic putty. Okay. Number, number 70400 plastic putty from Vallejo, which is basically <laughs> just what you described. It's like in a dropper model and you can, you can just like put it wherever you want. And it's, uh, it's kind of same consistency, uh, a bit more fine than uh, liquid green stuff. And it's good to work either with a pencil, uh, no, not a pencil. Either with a brush, yeah, brush, <laughs> or or you can actually put it on a pencil. Just uh, use it on a Q-tip, or you can use it on like a metal bit, and, and really good. And it just like you said, it seems. I think it's the same. It's probably the same yeah. in different, uh, yeah, it's different same. company. Yeah. It's the the point is it's way better than than the Games Workshop ones. Yeah, well, like, well, this one like compared to. The liquid like even though i use the liquid green stuff well, uh, because it's really easily to go because they, they always seems to be fucking out of the plastic putty every time i go into a hobby store so i always have to go yeah. liquid green stuff but if you can get hold of uh, either the uh, green stuff world that eric just mentioned or the the layer plastic putty one uh, you won't be disappointed and like 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 i i usually combine it together while using normal like or a milliput or like normal green stuff, some, sometimes even a uh, backle just to fill up. Like if I need to do a main filler and then I can seal it off with plastic putty or liquid green stuff. And I have the putty as sort of like, uh, or the spackle used to like, if, if it's a massive gap or something that needs a lot of fucking material in it. Because if you do it like uh, for like bathrooms, like spackle comes fucking hard and it, it's hard to fucking break that shit. And then if you cover it with a layer of liquid, it's really nice. and it and spackle is kind of easy to as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think also maybe when we are onto this topic, like the different um, materials used for converting. I don't know if you have some opinions there, but I definitely do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we have like uh, the different materials. So you have milliput, and now I can only say what I have in the local uh, hobby store. We have milliput, 
green stuff, gray stuff, and um, and then there is a white, black white milliput. Um, I think the like for different tasks, the different uh, things are, are have different uh, yeah abilities. Like if you take um, milliput, it's porous, so it, it kind of breaks. Uh, but on the other hand, if you want to file it down. It's, it doesn't move, like green stuff is, uh, you can bend it a bit, even when it's dry. For a milliput, you cannot bend it at all, so you can file it down. So if you need to make like a completely straight wall, I would go for milliput um, any day because it's, it's soft, it's like porous, but it's, it's still, uh, still easy to file down and get the exact right dimensions. If, if you meet, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, milliput is like awesome. If if you do a gap filler and you don't feel comfortable with, if you, if you feel it's hard, if it's a flat surface and it's going to be like like a piece of armor on a dreadnought, for example, it's, it's perfect to use like milliput for, because then you can sand it to fit in with the space that you're filling. If you do it with green stuff and if you're not comfortable with sculpting, you will be really hard to get that smooth finish that Eric is talking about. So then yeah. Milliput is your friend. But if you're a fucking king shit at sculpting, uh, then green tap won't be a problem. But no. like because like if you, if you wanted to, uh, let's say you wanted to on a dreadnought to do like metal or gold edges, you know, like make a pattern and put it on. Uh, that's where Milliput would completely fail because you you could actually take a piece of paper and just draw whatever you put you want to put on the dreadnought in the same dimensions. Uh, put over a piece of plastic, make it wet, and then do the pattern in green stuff on top of the plastic because because the green stuff is more flexible and doesn't break apart as easily. You can actually peel it off the plastic and then put it onto the model when you have done the full pattern you want to do. Um, and then there's the middle part, which is the one I use mainly for converting, which is where you mix milliput and green stuff. Uh, for this part, like gray stuff is is the same as green stuff, just a tad more fine. Uh, so you can do a bit more details, at, at least in my experience, than you can with green stuff. And for milliput, the white, the white, the uh, black white milliput. That's more rubberish, but so it's easier to work with than milliput is because it doesn't break apart, um, and it's way more detailed when it's done. But if you mix those two different types, you kind of get a bit of the best of both. So what what I've done, for example, for capes when if I need to do an arm or something, was to mix them. And then when the when it's dry, it's, it's easy to work with because you know for sculpting tools, milliput is really soft, so that will just take the shape you do with the sculpting tool. Green stuff needs a bit more work, uh, so you need to push harder to make the same impact. If you mix the two, you get it's still soft, so you can work with it with a sculpting tool really easily. Um, but it doesn't break apart as the milliput can do sometimes. Um, and when you when it dries, it gets almost as hard as the milliput, and it's not no longer porous. So basically, you can you can file it down and work with it, and it won't 
like let's say it's it's an extended arm you need to do it, it won't break if you file too hard on top of it um so so it's it's a pretty good combination and, and i think it's if you go into the conversions with these different uh, tools then you really need to know the different uh yeah upsides and downsides to these materials uh, because they are very different to work with and by mixing them uh, you, you can actually get yeah up to three different uh, properties that that you work, can work with. So it's worth playing around with them independently and seeing what you like yeah. to work with and, and giving it a try. Um, yeah, and mixing for whatever if if, the, if you need it, like let's say you need it to be a bit harder, then put in some more milliprot, for example. Well, that actually leads me on to another question, and this is something I've had a go at, and I know. I know Eric has. I'm pretty sure you have as well, Freddie. But that is uh, sort of, I won't call it emergency. Um, I don't know how to frame this right without getting in trouble. Um, emergency self-replication, which sounds really posh for using blue stuff to make your own copy. Um, <laughs> um, how, have you guys had a, you know, had a play with blue stuff before? I, I know Eric has because he's shown me how to do it. Um, but I mean, have you um how how useful do you find using that sort of press mold um way of do, doing things how does that sort of influence on your conversion work for me at least it's it's been doing a lot um for when it comes to blue stuff i find it for 2d surfaces you can do uh i don't know if you remember the old mechanicum doors the one i don't I don't know where they came from. I think Freddie gave me two of Probably. them a, lo oh, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, pre two, if it's pre-1997, it's definitely come from Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and as I've seen them on eBay for like, yeah, 50 plus dollars, if that can do. Um, and I just, I did a, a blue stuff mold of them. Mold him that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they are in my Land Raider now. Uh, from from when I built a macro carrot exploratory before that was a thing as a model, and now it's out of production again. So I guess my old conversion could uh, could become viable again. <laughs> nah, but but the thing is, those doors, they are um, they are only two D. You only need one of the sides for the doors to be the model you need them to be. So blue stuff is really really easy if you want to do a two D model because you basically put a big uh, yeah, you put it in boiling water, put it on a table, and you just take the the thing you want to copy and just press it hard into the the blue stuff, and don't like push from the sides and stuff like that because then you'll make small air pockets, ruining the the mold. Just press it hard into um, into the blue stuff, and I usually to shorten the process put cold water over it to cool it down as you have to wait like five ten minutes before you pull out the object um and then you can fill it up i've done it with you can do resin you can do uh, milliper you can do green stuff um you can do um uh, ceramic I've, the copies i made wasn't ceramic because you can get one kilo of ceramic for like i think 40 krono which would be like uh, for, for English people, he's saying uh, plaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So basically, not much. Um, and you can, and the ceramic powder is really good because it dries in an hour. So I've just been spamming copies of those doors over and over, uh, which means that pretty much all my Mechanicum tanks and some of my Thousand Sun tanks have those big Mechanicum uh, doors on them. Um, if it, when it comes to 3D, I usually don't recommend blue stuff because it's really hard to make the, the molds. Um, I've done it a few times, but the, the object tends to be a bit bigger when you do the 3D, 3D mold. So basically the, the object you're copying will be a bit larger than the original object, uh, which can be a problem sometimes. Uh, if you want to do stuff like weapons, then I recommend going for silicone molds and then liquid resin. Uh, with that said, that is really expensive to get into. That's like at least a hundred euro to get started. Uh, it takes, it's, you have to use several different poisonous uh, parts. Uh, you need good air circulation, like making the silicon molds, the, you put in some chemicals to stop them from uh, sticking to each other when drying. And that, that, like one day I had both my windows open, I had it under the vents and just had a, the wind blow into my kitchen where I did it. Uh, and I just got like a hint of the smell. I just got completely dizzy for the rest of the day. So it's, really really bad for you <laughs> um and the, for me. yeah <laughs> and the resin is just as bad like you you can't even use uh, latex gloves when they're doing the resin you need to have neutral gloves because it, it goes right through the the late the latex ones um and can cause severe allergies and skin irritation if if you get it on the skin so if you go for 3D parts that are more than just the simple ones you can do with blue stuff, then it's probably silicon molds, and most likely you'll do resin uh, in those silicon molds. But you really, really need to go in and read about what what kinds or what precautions you need to take because there's so much uh, you need to do for your own safety first uh, before you even start doing this. Um, but but when you have the silicon molds, that you can make perfect copies of whatever model you want to do. Um, and just like with blue stuff molds, some things are really easy to copy, and some things are really really hard to copy. Um, but if if people are interested in hearing about silicon molds, then they could probably write us, and we can do uh, a, a whole episode on that. <laughs> Yeah, so, there's, there's definitely enough content there to, uh, to go through. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there, there's an hour or two of telling how that works. <laughs> well, how it goes wrong and then the occasion. Yeah, what, what not to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes. What to do? 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Freddie? What's your, what's your block been like? Uh, with, uh, I have actually done things? some some silicon molds. I got, um, obviously, I am uh, not, not as sensitive as Eric, so I still fucking about my personal health <laughs> but, no but what i did uh, i remember those uh, special destroyed uh, vehicles and shit of the guys at adepticon and i just did a silicone mold for that so that was pretty easy because it was just train pieces uh the uh the um the other ones like the 2d molds 
that is like super good. Like if, if you want to customize an easy way to customize your army is just do a random insignia insignia or like yeah. just upgrade your, and then that's, that shit is like fucking perfect for that. Like if you want to add like a weird, uh, I don't know, like any militia symbol on everyone's helmet, you can just mass produce those motherfucker and it's not going to cost you much in material whatsoever. Um, so they they go for that. Like I've done like proper rubber molds for, for like uh, when I've combined heaps of pieces into like a massive piece that you can't really buy anywhere. But I want like a special, I because I I, I just like the joint on my warlord titan because I wanted it in a specific angle, and and the way what I needed to basically sacrifice the joint that I got uh, from Wardrobe. And then cut that, build that up into a different one, and then I wanted wanted to reuse that one. And obviously, because it now was in two parts, and I, I wanted it together in one full resin part, so that was actually going to fit together. Uh, I just did like a a plastic, uh, uh, like a rubber mold, and then used used uh, used resin into it, and then like re uh, remade it, so so to speak. And you used glass, right? Glass, right? <laughs> glass. You, you use gloves gloves to uh, put on your hand <laughs> no no I, used, I mix it in a little um in a little cup and just poured it in oh dude no mask no glasses no nothing no oh god oh well <laughs> you survived your skin survived your eyes survived i'm i'm, I'm all right man okay outside. i did it outside you know i live in a house not in a <laughs> mold infested apartment like someone else <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, if you get it on your skin, it's not so much if if you're inside or well, there's but, toxic germs. But yeah, well, basically, what happens is these days it's so much easier just to try and uh, go on Thingiverse and see if someone either if you can contact someone to design it and print it, uh, because as much as this making molds and doing that kind of stuff, it is like Eric said, it's it could be detrimental to your health, and if you live like in an apartment block, maybe that's not the best ways to go about things because your neighbors will probably be upset if it started <laughs> to smell like ammonium in the entire yeah they might get a little annoyed yeah just saying <laughs> they might get a little upset what of that idea beforehand so yeah yeah uh, I, I, and also li living in an apartment myself i can say it just also from having the resin 3d printer like I usually have the girlfriend, luckily she, she's a nurse, so she's at work sometimes during the evening. But usually I have like my refilling sessions and shit for my printer and cleaning sessions is either her at work or her in the living room and all the doors closed with all the windows open and uh, me standing in full uh, safety equipment and having to clean the whole kitchen after I'm done because I have... I don't have a hobby room yet to uh, try to do it in, so it's it's harder in an apartment than it is in a house. <laughs> yep, that's fair. I mean, it is. I mean, that's the other thing we got to look at with some of these things. It's it's about what's feasible, um, what yeah. works for you as, as a hobbyist. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do some of the simpler resin casting, and you know, uh, like Freddie says, you can get some decent latex kits out there look at um, food latex molds and the kits for those because they work really well. They do bring up a lot of detail. They're easy to work with. And then 
I mean, I got all my stuff. Not as from, poisonous as well. Yeah, I was going to say, not as poisonous. Got all my stuff from, <laughs> uh, when I did it, I got it all from uh, from eBay. And then just look for two-part polyurethane resin. Because uh, that's nice and easy to work with. Because it's literally yeah, two, two parts. You do the measurements, mix it, in a, mix it in a pouring cup, stir it up, pour it in, get the air bubbles out. And then you're, it'll set in like 10 minutes. And, and don't get it on your hands. <laughs> it's not advisable. It's definitely not advisable. But you know, the same can be said about super glue. So, you know, <laughs> having peeled enough of that off my skin, I'm, I'm very much aware of what that's like. <laughs> I think we've all, we've all done that um, quite a few times. So, just you know, uh, just looking back at, I mean, converting is a, a, a hell of a, a hell of a subject where we can go for another two hours on this easily. I mean, you got to think there's like. Do you use thick glue versus thin glue when it comes to like super glue? Are you, are you pinning everything? Are you pre-drilling and pinning everything on your joints? You know, we haven't even talked about bases yet because bases and like display bases and stuff like that kind of fits in the converting world, I guess, <laughs> ish. Because you know you're throwing lots of bits on there and making it look cool. Um, yeah, or having covered was... like uh, plastic card and not much it either. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe this is another one for another time. I don't know what you guys want to do, but um, there's there's so much to talk about. I mean, what I guess my, my main question is, well, we've gone through all this sort of stuff, but what is it that you're hoping when you convert a model? What is what is your end game with that with that model? Is it is it story? Is it effectiveness? Is it just to put something together that you've you've had in your head? What what's what is it for you guys when you're converting something? For, for me, it's just having a, the model look as good as it possibly can. I, I put a lot of effort into painting. Uh, like, if you just paint, you know, that there is only a certain number of models, and often you will have more, let's say it's a veteran marine, often you will have more veterans than you can make different models. So, I'm like, I, I would like to have the models be more unique. Uh, so it's not, it's not like they can't have the same equipment and stuff, but I'd like to have different poses and yeah, stuff like that. When it comes to characters, I just want my characters to be different than any, than like what other people have. Um, so, so you can't have, let's say you play with a friend and suddenly you have the same exact model in the same exact pose. I, yeah, I, I would find that kind of boring to have, uh, yeah. <laughs> so some standout individuality is what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about you, Freddie? Uh, for me, it's uh, basically to tell us tell a story and to make that army my own, kind of own 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 the aesthetics, own the army, and own the story. Basically, cool. nice. I mean the. That I don't see anything any other reason to be doing it, but I mean, I was just going to shout out, and it's fun. Um, well, yeah, for sure. Um, I was just going to shout out um, uh, some people we know who do a lot of good conversion uh, work is um, people like Anvils of Conor. Um, do some fantastic stuff if you have a look on um, if you have a look on Facebook. Um, I'm just trying to think who else does some does. Uh, good conversion work that I haven't seen in a while. I see... Well, Jimmy does fucking mad conversion work, but he basically does mostly Necromunda and uh, Mordheim and shit. But yeah. the stuff he did for his Empress Children army, 
was fucking mad. Same with Morton when he did like the the carnival. Actually, that yeah, that that, that was pretty that, cool. Uh, you have Ken that does does his special um, Shadrach Meduson esque army with the uh, Saturnine pattern terminators and all kinds of shit. So oh, I need some Saturnine terminators just. So I think most people. I I, so I don't think cool. like looking back at all the event series, I don't think we have seen. Well, like Max, his uh, Skandisgrad themed army. Mm -hmm. there, yeah. There's a lot of fucking. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, I think every player has somewhere in their collection uh, something that has been converted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and conversions aren't about aren't all about creating giant pieces of artwork. It's like, you know, even the smallest thing can be is a conversion, if, even if it's just switching from you know. Um, what is it, a, a standard bolter to a seeker bolter or something like that, or a combi weapon? That's yeah. a conversion if it's not what the original model was made for. So, you know, exactly, they're doing it. Um, you actually touched on something that I, I hadn't thought of, um, Freddie, and it reminded me yep. we're talking about uh, something you've done. I know um, that Morton did with his uh, Carnival of Chaos was actually putting in lights, LEDs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I did that for my Warlord. You did, yeah. That's what I mean. You've, you've had a disco like, lights. What was, what was that like? Adding that in. Well, it cost me like what less than five dollars. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of fiddly and stuff. But like I like drilling into a warlord head was kind of painful. But and <laughs> I, uh, but after I did it, it it's kind of like like it, it looks good. It's it's kind of cool. Super cool. Yeah, I, I did it to my master then on the inside. It has uh, a discrete light. It has a discrete light, does it? Is it a red light that sets at a low level? <laughs> no, the, the discrete light, it, it is because you can barely see it. Um, uh, <laughs> there, there is like a, a neon light with a you know a lady and three X's also. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but, but actually, I think like the LED lights is, is probably a fun thing to take up. Because I know the waters are quite split on that. Um, some people like no LED lights. Please no, it's too flashy and has nothing to do with painting. And also people who really like it. So, like, what what are your your opinions on it? Because it, I, I think it's uh, probably one of the topics that people do not agree on at all. What well, me or Jody? Because I have done it, so obviously I'm biased. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you probably like it. What about you, Jody? I, I can well, take my opinion last. <laughs> what, uh, what about adding LEDs in, or? Yeah. Um. Oh, um. Yeah, I'm on the fence on this one. I'm gonna dark angel this one because I, I like it. It looks cool, but um, I actually prefer painted lenses and light effects. So, it's. Great to do, but I, if if you say which would you prefer on a model, it would be painted every time. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I I can probably uh, I think we're gonna have like one four and two in the middle and no one against. <laughs> um, it's because uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fence sitting too. Uh, <laughs> ba ba basically, for me, what makes or breaks it, and it is really either it's really cool or it's really really bad. Is I've seen a lot, luckily in 40k armies, um, where you know you have a really bright LED lights, 
Like it's, yeah. I, I remember seeing an army where they, I think they have blue lights in it and the whole army, like when they put it up for, for painting contest, the whole army was just, you had, you had a thing was a land raider or a knight or something shine, just really bright blue light. And the whole army was just blue when you looked at it because the light was so bright. Uh, and I think for LED lights to work, you really need to work on the resistance in the in the circuit to make sure the light fits the the size of the model. If if you have a tank, yeah, you can have a searchlight that has really bright light, but you need to focus it forward so you can kind of point it at the table or maybe point it at I don't know your main character or something. But if it let's say it's headlights and tail lights. If if they shine so bright that you're almost blinded by just looking at the the LED light, then it it doesn't fit for me. It it complete. It doesn't matter how good the paint job is. It completely ruins the the whole uh, army, um, be, because it doesn't look realistic. So so I think the main point for me would be like LED lights needs to be really really realistic, um, in in how bright they shine. In order for me to have the wow effect, else I'm completely over in the other direction. We're just like, no, 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 please turn them off so I can just see the paint job. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's that actually nails on on nails it down for my my sort of take on LEDs. But I, I tell you what, the the two times that I've absolutely really loved it uh, was actually on your warlords ready. Oh, because, thank you. Well, they they fit. They they look right on something yeah. that big well i, I uh, think it was the good thing about just the head there is that it doesn't like eric said it doesn't fuck up the rest of the paint job yeah it's that that's what i mean it, it proportionally and um, with the brightness and everything it fit nicely and you there's probably uh there's a couple of places you can get away with probably adding more lights if you wanted to like over the back the the entrance on the rear of the torso for example yeah. you know there's a couple of places there it's a really big model. You can go nuts and find the places to put them. And there was another one, and I apologize, I can't remember whose army it was, but I think you're both there as well. There was at the Dirty K event last year or year before, I can't remember. Somebody had a Night Lord's Thunderhawk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and remember. he'd put them in the yeah. engine and the inside, he'd put them in the engines and on the inside bay as well. So yeah. it looked like the engines were lit up, and that looked really cool. I have nice. to admit, the way he did that looked really cool because that was actually making it an effect on a part of the um, on a part of the vehicle rather than it being like a light. And I thought that looked freaking awesome, especially being night lords because it was nice and dark with all the lightning effects, and then he had this like bright blue, blue white engine glow coming out, which just looked really really smart and i think actually i think engines is probably a good place to start because yeah. you you can have a bright shine from an engine way more than you can have a bright shine from a small headlight and if you combine it with 3d printing or just actually that's another thing from uh, green stuff world they have a liquid resin where you have a an uv torch so you can basically pour in the resin and then you can uh, shine a UV light on it, and it instant dries. Um, so you can basically... I, I just built a, a well with it uh, two days ago or three days ago, where you have water in the bottom. Um, again, 
do it well well ventilated because the the fumes from when it does that shit uh, they are quite bad for you. Well but uh, but or suffer a cheap high is what you're saying. I'm saying it's a cheap yeah. high. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, but, but then uh, you can you can basically take a um, a light, an LED light, and put into the resin, mm -hmm. and then uh, instant heat or instant dry it with the with the UV torch. So you can build if you have a mold for a part, as especially if it's a two D mold, you can actually pour in um, liquid resin that has no color. It's it's just clear resin, yeah. and so you can basically have do windows with light in and you can do engine parts with light in them uh you can do crystals on a jet jet and exhaust thing just like yeah exactly out of a jet exhaust and then have a pulsing plane yeah light. exactly and and again the, with the led lights you can get all kinds of different lights and if if you want to go completely crazy you can actually put a chip in the model somewhere with an or even a loudspeaker if you want and you can uh link it up to your phone so you can control from an app on your phone can control the light can control the sound and shit like that but uh, that that's yeah that's how far you can access i tell you what man if, you, if we're talking about this having put together a few large titans including a couple of warlords a warlord is probably the best candidate for speakers because you've yeah. got a giant kind of uh, ca um, cavernous main body and if you're smart with the way that you treat some of the pieces you can actually cut cut in natural um it's sort of like uh speaker outlets for them um, yeah but but actually have the you can actually have if you're if you're smart enough you can steal some of the sound files from certain audio dramas where they have the war horns of warlords playing yeah you can have them playing as you move across the battlefield which would be pretty fucking cool yeah but but again actually i, I used to do uh program model trains and uh, do like the whole interior and shit on them uh, with light and uh, loudspeed you a model at this if you go to a, a model train store and go buy like the chips and the uh, lights and shit like that you can any even a dreadnought uh, can fit a loudspeaker and the chip and all the other necessary components for model trains um, so basically any model that's a vehicle would be able to fit all the parts necessary and if you if you take out the loudspeaker you can basically do a full circuit if you just uh, hollow out exterminator body that that's how small the chips are <laughs> so but 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 if if you really want to do terminators with glowing eyes and shit then then i got another solution we're probably gonna talk over in a minute <laughs> Okay, well, we'll get there in a second, but I, I think, yeah. think we're going to have to have some sort of sound-based Titan off at um, you know, <laughs> Scandis, not this year, maybe next year. Like you're on DMC fucking break-off Titans. Yeah, just, yeah, just having break-dancing break Titans, or who can play the sickest beat as they yeah. cross the <laughs> battlefield shooting each other. Last DJ standing <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah. You know? And you can also get uh, get those small um, smoke uh, modules for uh, steam trains. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, uh, and they they are less than half a centimeter across. So yeah, there, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do. <laughs> this thing is about to go all full grim dark with uh, some sort of warsmith, or um, I should say, uh, 
oh, fuck it, Warsmith DJ on top and just roll it out. And uh, yeah, this would be pretty cool. Okay, then come on, hit us with this color of the eyes. What, what do we do? Yeah, um, it's a whole new thing, so I might be completely overexcited about it. Um, but I found on Greenstone, uh, basically Greenstone World, I pretty much bought one of everything they have because it's fucking awesome. Um, one thing I found... Those, you're keeping them going during the time of Corona is what you're saying. I have made three orders during my time home with Corona so far at about 150 euro each. So, yeah, yeah. I, I keep them running. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I got into the fluorescent paints. They, uh, they came out with them two or three months ago. Um, and basically they work like it's it's a normal um yeah how, how can you explain it it's it's like an ink uh they are pretty much as thin as an ink and when you put them on the model it gets the cool color like it, it they are they have powerful pigments or really bright pigments so you can uh, they're really good for jewelry eyes and shit like that if you need something glowing the cool thing is when you uh, point at them with a UV light, it completely lights up. And because you can paint it on the model in the size that actually fits the model, um, you don't have the problem you have, you know, with LED lights. You, first of all, you don't need electricity to do it. Um, you can basically just place a small UV light somewhere. Let's say you, you have a display board, so you can place a UV light somewhere on the table. And if you didn't paint all the eyes, for example, then all the eyes on the army will just glow in the color of the fluorescent paint. Um, and it, it takes a little, so it takes a little UV light to get them glowing. That you you can basically uh, have the light hidden somewhere and have just all the eyes or whatever glowing on the model. Imagine a demon army where or Magnus the Red where you have his hand just glowing when he's about to, to cast a, a spell. Um, there There's so many uses for it. I, I can probably uh, put, when we put this episode up, I'll put an example up. I did a, a Tomb Queen. So it's, it's not a 30K model, but it's just for an example. Um, and it, it just looks amazing. It's like one euro for, a, for an UV LED light. So if, if you don't want to do the whole electricity in all of your models, then basically just paint them, the areas that need to glow with this paint, point a UV light at them somewhere along the army, and you will have, have the way you will have painted it on. So it's, it's a really fast and easy way to get it. That sounds pretty cool, man. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Have to see if, see if somebody takes up that challenge and gives that a go on a display board. Yeah, that would be pretty good to see. Yeah, so, so basically, so far, uh, yeah, I've talked to Bjarke. He's playing Night Lords, so I'm kind of talking into doing a display board uh, where you just have just use UV light to make it night, and then have the eyes glowing and maybe have um, the lightning under armor or something. So we, we're talking about that. Um, cool. So and and then my girlfriend is doing Alpha League in at the moment. So I'm gonna paint all her eyes in the army in a in a red color. So basically, if we're gonna do a, a display board for her, I'm gonna put in um, the UV light. So it's like 
they have a lightning storm or something. So there will be lightning at the display board, and then when the lightning strikes, they have you know you you see the ice glowing. Um, so 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 far, uh, I, I have a lot of good ideas, and I'm gonna be playing a lot with those colors in the coming time. So uh, probably uh, gonna be an update on that later on. Awesome! I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. And another thing, <laughs> there's one more thing from Green Stuff World. They have made uh, a paint. You know, you have like the the kind of pipe, or pipes, tubes, whatever that can, you know, where you can lead light through it. Yeah. Uh, where, like if you point a light at one end, then it will glow all the way through it. Yeah. Um, they have made that as a paint. So basically, making lightsabers, not that it's for 30k, but imagine you can do a fucking lightsaber where you have an LED light uh, just in the bottom of the model, and then you just have this paint that leads the light up through the model. So you can basically have a glowing sword, like for real, power swords maybe? Um, power swords, I was going to yeah. Yeah, or force weapons. So that, that that's another thing they have, and I haven't gone to test that yet, but that's also gonna be happening at some point. Wow. So yeah, that that was all for me. You were about to say something, Freddie? No, 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 no. Well, we we need to put up those. I want to see them because I'm curious. I want to that LED uh, ice thing. I haven't really decided how to make that uh, helmeted ice for my militia, so that might be a cool thing to test out. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of want to make really... them green. I want to make them green so far. I think like something like cool greenish, evil green. Well, I'm gonna put it up on our. I can just send it to you, but I'm gonna put it up on uh, Instagram. Yep. Um. So people don't get confused when you see fantasy models there. <laughs> so it's it's just an example. <laughs> All right. Cool. I have to check out Green Stuff World. Oh yeah, yeah. But be, be careful they they take your money even though their stuff is not that expensive <laughs> be careful leave your credit card in another room <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you have to get up you think twice well i yeah. think it's it's safe to check today because it's the day before payday there's no money to yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, uh speak for yourselves <laughs> <laughs> i've got a little longer to wait yet <laughs> yeah but that's the joys. Yeah. Well, it does seem like Green Stuff World and Amber Industries will be taking everybody. It takes everybody's money. So, you know, can't complain about that too much. Nice. Um, Throw money at them. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they do good stuff. Um, yeah. I think when it comes to things like basing and, and terrain and stuff, that's a whole other conversation. Well, it's not directly converting. A lot of the stuff that's involved in converting really sort of transfers over quite nicely when you're talking about. You know, building stuff, adding different things to them, different uh, options for you know things like lights and everything. That all that all sort of falls over. So maybe that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, we should do like a, a basing terrain uh, kind of yeah, episode definitely. in the future. If yeah, people like definitely. like hobby hobby episodes, then you know we can keep on doing that. Well, the only way to like it is to to listen to it and give us some comments and. Not the whole YouTube like, share, and subscribe crap, but just uh, let us know if you like it, and if you've got any thoughts for yourselves, just uh, make sure you drop a comment on the on the Facebook page so we can see it, or you know, spam it to us in the messages. We'll we'll get around to reading them at some point, I'm sure. 
um, depends if that's been delegated to somebody else or whatever. <laughs> oh, no, that's Magnus's job, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, so yeah. Yes, it's been delegated. <laughs> um, the one person that never it. answers any message. When, well, when you when you talk to him in like in private, <laughs> I'm not saying uh, a word. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so all in all, that's a, that's that's a lot to cover. I mean, it's it really is just uh, touching the surface of, of what is. I, I genuinely think one of the best parts of of the hobby is just getting to to go nuts with all the bits and things that are out there and bring together something that you've got in your mind. Um, I think uh, let's wrap it up on something here. Um, what what's the what's the one conversion you've got you've got in mind at the moment, or what is the one thing you would like to convert in the future? If you're not working on one right now, but you've got something in mind for the future, what's what's your sort of next com com conversion idea, and how do you think you're going to go about it? Uh, I'll throw that to you you first, Eric, because you usually have about five things on the go. Right. Oh, you. Yeah, sorry Eric. To you, bud. Not me. Ah, sorry. I heard it to you, bud. Ah, sorry. I, I heard it as uh, Freddy. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, sorry, over to you, buddy. You, you, you brought this topic out. It's, it's starting on you. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's going to be... Um, actually, it, I, I'm already building it. Um, okay. We are planning for Railtac. I, I don't know if the other guys in the team are going to hit me for, for uh, exposing this. Um, but basically, we're building. Um, we're yeah, we're we're having the idea that we want to be able to have a team captain who is not actually playing as uh, an army per se. Um, instead, the team captain will just have an amount of uh, points to allocate to uh, to planes that he can send out to uh, to assist battle zones. It's it's because when. We have so many players, we've found out that having some guy who's mainly focused on the map is a really good idea. Um, so th this is a way to do it, so have your general sitting in your actually headquarter, sending out planes with tanks and shit. And that, that's, the, that's the big conversion. We got our hands on, first of all, some um, from Puppets. Oh, that, that's a company we didn't mention before. Puppets War. Uh, we got some uh, transport planes from there, uh, and I'm currently trying to rebuild it to look not, you know, like like a mini Thunderhawk transport, so a, a tank transporter. Uh, we got our, so basically the project here would be to to have I've, I've built like arms to carry the tank down under the, the plane, and we got our hands on a few of the Valkyrie transport ships. Uh, the old ones from the, I don't remember the name. The the old ones that could transport small vehicles for for the 40k militia army, um, and then we got our hands on some really really old. I don't do you, do you remember the starter package from like 15 years ago? It was Space Marines versus something where you got a you got a, a some terrain which was a crash plane in the package. Oh yeah, the space frame yeah, yeah. versus orcs. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, do salt on think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blackridge. Blackridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> do, do do remember <laughs> that? 15, I I got fifteen cream wrapped in his garage somewhere, knowing Freddie. Uh, <laughs> I have it 
actually not in my garage. I have in my hobby rack. Oh, nice. Currently oh, containing yeah. an additional Space Hulk set. And, <laughs> and the planes are already in our in one of our boxes for terrain. Yeah, but basically the plane is actually an old Fortran plane. And we got our hands on, on two of those planes, too. Uh, so we are going to do some conversion work on them. It's funny. I don't remember the name, but that's typically me. I'm more uh, rule Arvis, guy. Arvis I, it's not the Avers. No, no. It's, I was uh, like, oh, sorry. It's Aquila. Aquila. Aquila, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I don't remember the name, but I actually remember the, all the rules for it back in the Imperial Armory books. Um, <laughs> so that, that, that shows what I look at. Anyway. We are going to do some fucking cool stuff with all those planes. I think we got like nine or ten planes so far um, just to, to put into the whole Riltac experience. Um, nice. So, so that, that's our big conversion work, both for me and, uh, and Peter and Bjarke. We are ba basically working on it all the time to, to nice. expand. Um, so, yeah. Hope. What about yourself, Freddie? Freddy, have we lost Freddy? Oh, sorry, I don't know what Here happened. Uh, <laughs> my bad. What, what, what are you working on? He, bud? What's he fell asleep. No, I felt no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, besides uh, anything big, it's that it's those rogue, rogue traders. I mean, rough riders. That's the one yeah. I'm working on right now. And then I'm also working on some. Um, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take um, Napoleonic cannons and then i'll remove the actual cannon barrel like the six pounder cannon from the carriage and on the carriage i'll put down the uh you know the heavy bolters you get as bottom weapons for all your space marine tanks in the yeah. heresy because i have fuckloads of them those spare because i've used lace cannon uh, not lace cannons Blech. i've used something else what is it you get lace cannons and heavy flamers on you uh, depending on the model but yeah yeah well well I, I have a bunch of them left over and uh so i'm going to put them in there and i'm going to have like, my militia doing heavy weapons teams with them so it's on the old old school fucking carriage with the heavy bolter and then you have like the loaders and shooters using that so it becomes like a napoleon-esque uh, militia future-esque thing mm -hmm. So that's those two things. Uh, am I working on? That's good. Very nice. Well, I guess I, I'm. I'm got to remember how to do this whole model thing. Um, but yeah. Well, I, now you have to do something. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, well, I do have a plan. Uh, actually, if I'm honest, um, I've got an idea. I've for the world eaters that I started way back, and those are that's pretty much going to be my my army for for the foreseeable future. Is this world eaters armored list? I wanted to have um, uh, something that's just ruined my life before many, many times, and that's a command squad on bikes. So um, I've got that going, and I've, I've wanted the Praetor to stand out, or the, the head of the whoever's leading them. Have you been playing Peter? No, no. <laughs> um, I was talking talking to him about talking about this to him yeah, a long time ago. Ah. So this is this is back, this is way back from when I had my my early. This is a throwback to the uh, OG episodes where I was getting a thorough beating from the White Scars player. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was the uh, Salamander no, wipeout. This, this is OG flashback to um, 
power fists on bikes so i'm bringing that back um but uh no i want the the protos the, the, the sort of leader whichever model i use for the leader um to stand out so um with some help from sebastian i haven't spoken to him in a while actually um i've got my hands on a jet bike a marine jet bike and i'm actually going to be converting that into a long base bike that's nice. ground, uh, a bike and i'm going to I haven't worked out what I'm going to do for the body of the of the um, the character yet, but I want it to kind of have the Akira, you know, the Akira cover um, look, look at the bike and the the guy sort of walking away or walking towards his bike kind of feel. So I kind of want it sort of sort of parked and maybe having him step sort of stepping off it or something along those lines, just so it looks a bit more um, stand out than your average. Um, 30k 40k bike but uh yeah i think that's going to be the next next conversion piece i do because everything else is pretty much standard because it's going with all the armor that i've got and um all the spare armors armored armored stuff um that i've already built up and saved up so yeah that's that's pretty much what's going to hopefully stand out is having that as the sort of lead figure in the command squad so that should be kind of cool um yeah, and I'm also on the lookout for something that, some sort of weapon, preferably a big axe that says "Don't fuck with me," um, <laughs> so I could use it as a um, Paragon blade or whichever the new shiny hotness blade is. Right now, um, I'm thinking possibly. I think there's one on one of the actually you could talk about 40k models. There's a, I think it's the Black Reach. The, the sort of 40k Warhammer quest thing they came out with. But one of, one of the Chaos models has got like this gigantic head, uh, gigantic axe. And I want to get my hands on that because that would be kind of cool. Um, and maybe that's, that's the one we're going to put lights into? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say no. If nothing else, I wouldn't mind trying the UV paint on his blade, on the axe blade or something. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, um, that would be great. But, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm going for the slightly more um corrupted version of the of the world eaters so a bit bit more bit more demonic influence in there but not not crazy not full red armor or or completely you know late heresy but sort of on the on the on the edge of batshit insane um, yeah. so yeah there'll be touches hopefully going through so we'll see what happens but yeah so that's my my next conversion is is working on that one somewhere so, that's uh, cool yeah that sounds like fun and i hope that Whoever's listening at the moment is is sort of work, has a plan for their next conversion, and it's going to be something cool that's coming up. And you find all the right bits. And if you haven't, you know, if you want some ideas, give us a shout. Drop the guys a message on uh, on Facebook or um, on email if that gets looked at. I'm sure it does because they're far more organised <laughs> people now. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, drop an email or drop a message uh, if you want some uh, help or some ideas, by all means. Um, and yeah, I think I think we can pretty much wrap this one up, guys, for for tonight because it's uh, it's a nice two hour, long, almost two hour long segment about how to you know break stuff, where to find it, and glue it back together again, and why we do it. So uh, it's been fun to come back on and uh, you know get back into the swing of things, and we'll have to see what what comes of it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, unless you guys got anything else to say, should we put a bow on it? No, I reckon we'll head out to the outro. Ooh, ooh, the outro. God, that's been yes. a while. <laughs>
Well, well, that being the case, then we'll take a break and come right back with an outro, I guess. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Bye bye. <laughs> How many times have you heard someone say, If I had his money, I could do things my way? But little they know. That it's so hard to find One rich man in ten With a satisfied mind Once I was winning In fortune and fame Everything that I dreamed for To get a start in life's game then suddenly it happened I lost every dime But I'm richer by far With a satisfied mind Money can't buy back Your youth when you're old Or a friend when you're lonely Or a love that's grown cold the wealthiest person is a pauper at times Compared to the man with a satisfied mind When life has ended and my time has run out My friends and my loved ones Believe there's no doubt But there's one thing for certain When it comes my time I'll leave this old world With a satisfied mind with the outro So basically, you've just heard one hell of a segment Regarding conversions, bits, replacements He's back, the man of myth legend the gang's back together. And me. Head is monkey. <laughs> kind of, is, yes. Yeah. Is there anything you feel that we missed out on? Do you want to point us to any other supplier parts? Is there something that you do? You're like, hey, they don't mention green stuff a lot, but I have a couple of really great tips. Send it in. We'd love to add it. We really like when we get feedback from you guys, and it gives direction on what to look at in the future. So we really appreciate it. Uh, furthermore, as you might have noticed, uh, Eric is super knowledgeable in 3D printing. If that's something you would love us to talk more about in the future, send something in. Like, uh, talk it up. <laughs> He's a technical guy. Sarcasm. So, <laughs> no, actually, if, if someone wants to help poor Eric great. to get his 3D printer running, feel free to contact us. And if you have any tips and tricks, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would fucking love to hear them. <laughs> right now, it's just a horrid chemical mess. <laughs> and also, you know, like in the Patreon, will we have uh, him print up stuff to give away? Yeah, maybe, probably, you know. He said in the last episode, it's super easy, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> if we get his printer working, we will definitely send you stuff. Well, we did send stuff this this um, this time around, so. We'll yeah, definitely last scandals. I mean, everybody was there. We did get the enforcer. Have you guys painted up your enforcer from this last scandals event? Send us yes. some pictures. We'd love to yeah. see it. I know you have, Freddy. You paint everything, man. You're great. Yeah, well, can, can I send in some pictures? <laughs> yes. You can link us to your Instagram. 
Hey, go and fuck yourself. Uh, anyway. Come here and do it yourself, you coward. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it's behind my your children, like always. <laughs> I'm pretty Anyhow. sure my four-year-old sure four could take you. He has a knife. Don't ask. Probably. Probably. So, well, not. so anyway, uh, as we said about conversion therapy, <clears throat> everybody needs some help, you know? Just offer yourself up to the war master. Get some help. Joking aside, it is something, as Freddie mentioned in the intro, which seems so, so, so far away by now, after that amazing segment. Uh, we are going to cover terrain in an upcoming edition. It might not be the next episode, might not be the one after that. We might even have a summer break in between. But we are going to talk to the one, the only, except no limitations, legendary Mr. Henry Steele. Uh, I know Freddie has great track record, as well as, of course, Jody. Eric, about doing thematically appropriate terrain. And even someone like me has made a couple of objective markers. Oh my god. Yeah, I know, right? It's like one of my only two good ideas for terrain. The second one was to use, you know, the Primark scenic bases. You take away the scenic parts and you can create uh, barricades from the corpses. Those are nice. And then you uh, mold them and then cast them up everywhere. Yeah, that would be way clever. Uh, or you can do like me and just pay people for their scenic part and realize they actually want real money. Uh, also, <laughs> for the one from Vulcan, you even get uh, a dead marine who looks perfect like an objective marker. So I'd really recommend that. So thematically appropriate terrain, uh, do it yourself, buy some. Will we talk about how to expand your Soul Mortalis range that you got in the Dark Uprising Necromunda box? Of course we will. It's a great start. Do you have the Forge World original tiles? Send them to me. I need to investigate them. No questions. I know you have them, Freddy. They're done at the club. Yes, I know. I have a few. few tables. Yeah. Do you want to know how to make, like, rooms of a spaceship like they did at the last uh, BorosCon? What's it called again? BSK? Oh, thank God. Thank you, Freddy. Yeah, when they had, like, an entire spaceship and they had, like, a Son Mortalis dungeon crawl. They had like these perfectly arranged rooms. Oh, shit was so cash, son. So good, so good. It's all about the narrative gaming. It's so. all about narrative gaming. Speaking of, Freddy, yeah. what yes. would you say if I told you that right now there's a global campaign, Remiss of the Storm of Magic, the 13th Black Crusade of 40k, and all the good stuff Games Workshop once upon did, but without the match fixing? What do you say if I said you can do this in heresy right now? I would say, I want to know more. You should want to know more. Also, no, I always do want to know more. Great Heinlein reference. Yeah. You should go to the <laughs> I of Horus podcast group and check out the Mute of Global campaign. Uh, I just want to say, fellow Swedes, uh, we need to report games. I know you guys are out there. I know you guys are playing. Norland to Skåne. Get in the Mute of campaign. Report it. You get tangible benefits for the Warmaster or the Emperor. And you can do fighting. Right now, we have our own tile, which is the Senos Power Station. What does it have? Will it awaken? Will we get access to forbidden powers? Mm, maybe. Just go in and register your games, you dummy. Check it out. You can fight Sonmortalis. You can do Centurion. I'm pretty sure you can even do, like, 30 Epic. And yep. you can definitely do BFG. Get in and report your games. It's all about the BFG. It's all about BFG, it's open narrative gaming, and it just I'm going to appeal to your quiet patriotism and nationalism. Unless we start reporting games, the Danes might get a second tile before Sweden. And if that doesn't horrify you on a deeply existential level, 
Well, it depends. It's a, it's a tile spawner. No. I, I meant like a useful resource tile. Not like a barren wasteland. Alright, well, then we definitely have to fucking join forces here and do something. Yeah. Also, thank you for ensuring victory for the Third Legion in Space Freddy. Uh, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank teenager, for me. I'll, I'll try and lose more often. Play <laughs> <laughs> loyalist. Uh, yeah, no, so that's it from us. Uh, we're ready to check out. As you've noticed, some of the co hosts have already turned in for night. So this is like a husky, whiskey clad. Yeah, the, the, ones are, the, the ones that are still drinking, you know, like real men. Yeah, alcoholics. <laughs> you don't have a car, you can drink all the time. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh my God. You are such a useless piece of shit. Anyway. <laughs> This is how he talks to me off air as well. Yeah. I just want to tell you, send no, no. help. No, no. Well, you know, eventually you will grow up and you get points. Who knows? Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's day. not this year. Maybe it's not next year. Maybe it's not when you are, you know, on your parental leave. It's like that Simpson gag. <laughs> we'll move soon. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But we live in America. The following day, we move to America. <laughs> it's going to be like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So anyway, if you haven't checked it out on social media. Check out, check out our Instagram. Check out our Facebook page. Do you live in Stockholm? You're going to move to Stockholm. You're going to set up some games, or you know, down south. Just give us a shout out. We're, like Freddie said in the intro, if we can't help you, we can probably point you in the direction of someone who can. We're just glad to be of service. That is true. We're here to please you. Yes. Yes. So I guess it's a good night for me. And a good night for me. And remember. Always be angry in the streets. Full room in the sheets. Yeah, I should have given you some forewarning for that one. <laughs> and try not to lose your head. This is the Rangian Heresy podcast. Freddy's going to yell at me now. Signing oh off. My God. Shut up. Can we uh... just sign off? <laughs> bye bye.